How's this? The following is a presentation. It's good. good. You're good. You're good to go, buddy. It was, it was the setting on Zoom. That's what it was. Everything else was fine except for Zoom. That's why you guys couldn't hear it. Okay. That's it. You're good. good. You're good to go. See, look at that. Happy times. Beautiful. Well, now I got to fucking get Facebook set up. So talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, Kevin, guess what? As soon as Tony hit that button and the sounds played, I started recording. So this is going to be a rip-roaring good time tonight. We're hot off of Darth Watts and Rocky Romero from last week. We're at episode, 50, okay. episode 507. Right next week, next week, nine-year anniversary show. Oh, mama! At my count, Tony's zero for seven with guests. We're good for at least a text every other day of him striking out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't reached out to as many people. I'm confident, but I haven't been able to confirm. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the confirmation. See, now my, my problem is I confirmed with my guest weeks ago, so I have to follow up, and that's where I think I might fall into a problem because my guest may not have the greatest memory ever, but we will cross that bridge when we get there, my friends. Next week, nine years as a podcast. Uh, I think I know who it is already. Oh, do Actually, you? no, I don't. No, you don't. You I have don't. no idea. Um, so we got a lot. We don't have any guests tonight. Um. But we got a ton of wrestling to talk about. We got Talking oh, Chop yeah. Mania 2. We got Turning Point. Uh, the best of the Super Juniors and the World Tag League started. Uh, we are a week away from Survivor Series. I know it doesn't feel like it because if you've been listening to the show the past <laughs> we three months, we talk WWE zero WWE. Uh, that's not very corporate Kevin, Mike. That's for sure. Well, you know, the pandemic did. Did some damage to corporate Kevin. It turned. Oh, I'm uh, weak. I'm, but I'm back to work now. In, in in the height of the pandemic, I'm back to work eight hours a day. So I'm um, now. The actually the irony of it all, I'm actually working on COVID cases with the Office of Emergency Management. So, there you go. Unbelievable. We got AEW to talk about. Oh, we got baby, so much. UWN primetime. We got new NWA tag team champions of the world. We got so many new champions at Impact. A lot of champions this weekend. It's Crazy Town, USA. Who and are I the new? Who are the new? Do I want to save that for an actual show? Yeah, that's Tony's wheelhouse. He watched it. He was not happy with it because he was throwing a little curveball ski. But I'm sure he can talk about that when we start the show. How you doing over there, there, T Donk feller? Tear what there? is your uh, your shirt's got some lightning bolts on it? What does it say there, fella? I can't see. One hundred percent voltage. Is that a- high voltage? Is that a high voltage shirt? Is that a raging chaos? No, no, that's a show oh. shirt. That's a show I'm shirt. Showing you the show shirt. Yeah, show, show and yo, show is high voltage. Ah, uh, show and yo. Yeah, he's no ra- he's no Kenny Chaos, no Ricky Rage. That's he high the- voltage, baby. Is he though? Tony, Easy. Tony, are we shirt. good to go? Tony, go change, go change your shirt. It's a disgrace. Yeah, we're, we're streaming. We're good. Everything's up and running. Great. I'm trying to share this thing to get it to as many people as possible while you guys continuously mock my attire, my technology, my feelings about wrestling, and anything else you fucking jackaloons can make fun of. You're listening to The Shining Wizards. Following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. 
Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Get our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Shop at Amazon at amazon.shiningwizards.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the ace of space, the human rocket LSG, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. What's up, fuckers? I have a small dick. Whoa! How dare you? God damn Ladies and gentlemen, the Shining Wizards. Episode 507 of The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk. Talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt, do you I have to point to myself? Matt. No, I'm pointing. Kevin. Oh, yeah. What's going on, boys? I'm in the mood. I like that little sing-songy open, T-Donk. I'm trying to keep the spirits up. You guys are a couple of dickheads. I gotta get oh. Why? Why? Tony, you fucked everything up. I can't fucking hear a thing. Well, <laughs> we, ne- we never said you fucked everything up. Well, you implied it. Well, I mean, was stuff not working? All right, you see, here you go. Now he's going to fucking just reel it in. He fucking casts out the line. No, 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 no. Little bit at a time. HHG fucking reeling in the real big fish. Now, look, I got Kevin's back on this because if you, if you, we had just gone into an open and we couldn't hear anything, then we would have had to stop. Then you would have got super mad and annoyed, and we would have had to go back and fix it. It's not your fault. It's technology. It's Crazy Town USA. It's 2020. I couldn't do it. Fine on my end. So there you go. Don't get your panties in a bunch. I know you've been on fucking social media all day, getting fucking aggravated about everybody's opinions, but you're good. We're back. What's this? Is a safe space. It's a Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast. Tony, what is that face for? I feel completely safe. Do you? Do you want me to give you a little Ooh, tussle? Yeah. I would, now I want to go see Tony's social media. Fucking come grab my fat. Don't, nuts, Kevin. Right? He's just miserable. He can't not look at social media and just. Do you think it was a mistake for him to become more active in Twitter? Are the positives outweighing the negatives at this point? I can't speak for Tony. It's only what I see. I know Tony gets really fired up because the problem with social media is it's full of morons. Exactly. Yep. And those morons typically don't have a day job. So what those morons do is go on social media and spend all day spreading the gospel of their moronism. Uh, yeah. And Tony, who probably only checks Twitter when he's taking a shit, just so happens <laughs> to see a slew of morons. And he just can't. He can't. He gets, I don't get gets triggered. I don't know if it's it's because he's taking a shit and he's trying to exercise all the anger out of himself. That, I, you, I was just going to ask that. Tony, does that help with the BMs getting angry uh, and raging I, on Twitter? I've had itchy asshole for about a week now. What'd you eat? Uh, I've been, I've been, no, it's, I don't even know if it's what I've been eating. I've been cutting back on the coffee, cutting back on the spicy stuff, putting a little powder down there, you know, like, and, and wiping with like, you know, a little wetness, you know, getting things clean, nice and easy. 
But goddamn, dude, when you have itchy asshole, it fucking itches, and it's a bitch to deal with. It ruins your day. I could totally, T-Donk, I'm with you. Because if it itches, I get, and and you're at work, and you just kind of like, you got to do one of these gimmicks? Or like, you do one of these? Yeah, exactly. Or or like, dude, you fucking get up in there with like four fingers, and you're just fucking. I I, I try not to do that, because I'm actually in public. But like, you basically do like the Vince and walk sitting down. Like you're doing this, trying to, to get the itchiness away. You're just basically doing that. And it's very, it's very awkward. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So I'm Tony, I'm with you, man. So kudos to the powder. I got to try and, that. And it's one of those things where when you scratch it, it'll feel better, but you don't want to, cause you know, it's just going to be worse as the day goes on. Any nervousness. So now you work, you work from your abode, correct? Yes. So I could fucking, I could go to town all day long. It yeah, see, so no, so no, like if you were back, say in the, in the, in the mean streets of Manhattan, New York. Oh, if I had to be on the fucking path train for three minutes, I'd be fucking digging for Yuli's gold in front of everybody. But, but if you were in your workspace or wherever you were, would you go to the depths? No pun intended. Yeah, it, it, it depends. If I was if I was by myself and I had my own little area. Absolutely. But if I'm in like in along with the masses, because there, there's, no, there's, no, there's no guarantee the paw comes back smelling great. What did you do that? Oh, the, the smell's not the problem. The smell's, it's just the fucking annoyance of the itch. I mean, I've been powdering up like crazy. I'm not worried about any kind of smell. I take care of myself. The problem is the fucking itch, and the itch is a bitch. Well, if you're getting deep, that on a t-shirt. You, don't, you, don't have, you don't have the luxury of, of Matt's bidet, which he doesn't have anymore. I know. Matt doesn't even have the bidet. I know. I don't. I don't have the bidet anymore. It's very, uh, it's funny because I had this conversation with my wife the other day. We've, uh, we are hosting Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, so we were at the shop, right? We go to the shop right late at night because I can't with, I, I will fucking, yep. I will fucking Joe Doring clothesline the fuck out of somebody Ooh, in the middle of alert. fucking aisle seven. So I have to go at night cause I don't have the patience for dumb people. Um, yep. I gotta know though, right? It's fucking November. We've been in this pandemic since March. What the, what? I don't understand what people are doing with toilet paper and fucking paper towels and why there's never any. I legit need paper towels for my kitchen. I don't, I'm not stockpiling them. I need paper towels to wipe my ass. Do people not know that if they can't wipe their ass, they can just take like three feet uh, and then get in their shower and fucking wipe, wash their asshole out? Yeah, but if you, if you're fudgy wudgy, dude, you might be have to waffle stomp some of that shit. Yeah. That's a that's pot luck, my friend. But what are you doing with all the toilet paper? And how often are you fudgy wudgy? Are you like Wildwood fudgy wudgy, like the ice cream man? Yes, like the uh, like uh, like oh fuck. Uh, that, that's 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 inside baseball right there for the Jersey Shore. Taffy, fudgy wudgy ice cream. <laughs> I just don't understand why why are people hoarding toilet paper? It's Wait. panic, dude. It's the same shit. It's bread, milk. It's toilet paper. It's paper towels, hand sanitizer. Look, I get the bread and the milk. You can eat and drink. You can't eat fucking toilet paper. I mean, I'm sure you could. It's uh, it's it's the wave, man. It happened the first time, and it's happening this time. No, is I that get- a filter or an actual mask, Tony? No, it looks it's like a filter. Of, it's one of those cotton masks. You know what I hate? This is what I fucking hate too. Why bother people? Why fucking bother? All right, I so can, Matt. Yes. Why bother? Other, other than... <laughs> Seriously, like, you see dickheads walking around like this. Like, why bother? You're fucking... Well, that, that just... 
that, that just reminded me of how the last time I went to ShopRite, that's how 75% of the people were walking around with their masks. Yeah. Like, covered in the mouth, below the nose. Look, I and get, it, like, it, the bread. It reminds me, like, is shopping, like... I get, like, bread. Shopping at milk. night any different than... I think it is. I think there's less people there. My thing, I would drop my kid off on a Friday morning at, like, 7 a.m., or 7 a.m., like, 7.40 go right to stop and shop Friday morning. Nobody's there. The circular just came out. So anything that's on sale is already plentiful because they stock that shit up Thursday night before this, before the uh, the sales in the circular. Aren't you just a right. frugal when you go to shop, right? Matt, I've heard rumors. Little birdies have told me that certain shop rights might have wrestling figures. Oh, geez. Uh, I can I can say the one over here does not. Okay, yeah. So does the one in West Orange. It doesn't. Now I have not looked. You shop at the West Orange shop, right? Why? Because I live in West Orange. Outlandish. A fucking war zone. I've been to that place. Couldn't wait to get the fuck out. Yeah, but if you've lived in the town your entire life, you know the ins and outs, and you know where everything is, and you know the you know the courses and and the and the aisles attend. It's all it's all it's like baseball. It's analytics, baby. You know. You know where to go and, and the aisle to hit and the cashier to go to. It's all like that. Look, I know Carney Shop, right? You wouldn't fucking catch me dead in that place. It's a fucking zombie zoo madhouse. Fuck that. And I got like, no, I agree. I got like, shop I had a great within like five miles from me, too. Would not go to the Carney Shop. I agree. And normally, and normally maybe I'd go to Livingston, but Livingston is probably just as packed, but just less. Less like war zone ish, but we we have a little situation at the house where we had a we had a little unwelcome some unwelcome guests, if you will. Oh no, for real? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we had like to go bad? like a lot. No, 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 no. We had one in the kitchen and then like one upstairs. We thought, but there's never just one. You know what I mean? So we uh we got it under control, and so but I had to go up initially. I had to go up and get and get traps for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the you know it, it was it was like a couple of weeks ago when it, when it got really really cold and they're just coming in to look for somewhere to to store food for later and to live and we, we nipped it in the bud but I had to go up there and get traps so all good ski everything's out what kind but of it, what kind of traps you get I'm not gonna go down that road oh what? come on no fuck part. yo I got fucking glue traps I don't give a flying fuck about you sensitive little pussy fucks you feed the animals fuck that noise bro. You're fucking you- disturbing my house. You're fucking shitting all over the place. I got to fucking clean that up. Run your dumb yeah. little ass all over one of them glue traps, and I'll fucking hit, put it in a bag. I'll fucking smash you against a fucking tree and throw you in the garbage can. Oh. I don't give a flying fuck about no mouse. Get out of here. He's fucking screwing vermin. Up, screwing, up, screwing up our wiring, doing all that nonsense. Fucking mice, rats. Get out of here. Fucking share. The- I'm going to share this Facebook post. It's a sad mouse, and he's stuck <laughs> on a glue trap. Go fuck yourself, you fucking sissy assholes. Bible lived behind my sister-in-law's stove at her new house. Yeah, that's that's where I saw the that's where I saw the first one coming right out from underneath the stove. You gotta get some cats, bro. Muda had a fucking field day one night. Oh, I I would imagine. Oh, you would imagine. He knocked all the fucking dry food off the refrigerator. I woke up in the morning. I'm like. Why is there all this fucking dry cat food all over the kitchen? I go in the living room. The fucking mouse is on top of our the curtain rod in the living room. And Mood is just sitting in my chair like, 
I'm just waiting. I'm going to wait this out. So I was like, all right, bud, let's do this. I fucking hit the thing with a broom <laughs> towards the bookcase. I knew it was going to go behind the bookcase, and we put a glue trap under there. Right in a glue trap. Me and Muda were fucking high-fiving. Then I was like, bro, clean up all this fucking nibble, kibble all over the ground. Nibble. So so if you like, if a mouse sees a cat, will it not come back to the house? Or does like, or does the cat just like get it and then the mouse like tells all its friends, like, hey, man, don't, don't No, mice here. are dumb, dude. Mice are dumb. You really want to go down a rabbit hole? Look for fucking mousetrap videos on YouTube. Motherfuckers, there'll be 15 dead mice next to them. And he'll still go for the trap. They are dumb as yeah. fuck. They just don't care. Well, we have like the exterminator come in and he gave us like a dissertation. Like he wrote his thesis on <laughs> I'm catching mice. He's like, if the mouse is not born, it was Jacques Cousteau, actually. It was like deep down. If the mice was not born here, maybe it would not stay. But this looks like the mice was born here. So he <laughs> knows so he knows what he's doing. Puts his back against the wall to protect from predators. And then he goes, he will come back because they creatures of habit, sensory, sensory animals. But we got them. Yeah. We, had, we had two days of, of, of catching like four and then nonsense. We plugged up holes in the outside. It was good. Yeah, I know. I live in the fucking woods, so I deal with it. Yeah. Uh, on the regular. Well, not on the regular. Not like I live in a fucking pigsty, but once in a blue. there was. A it couple. doesn't matter, man. You could be the cleanest person on the no, world. If you just have not. a little gap somewhere, they'll come right in. That's it, especially with it getting cold. And I got news for you. Every restaurant's the same fucking way. Yeah. Did, they, I, did, I ever tell you, did I ever tell you my chimney story? Hello. You're not talking about your asshole again, are you? No, no, no. That, that fucking blows smoke, no problem. Uh, the one both, were, both ends. It was, it was a couple of years ago, we were running the heat, and the heat, it sounded like a fucking vacuum, like when you put your hand on the nozzle, and it goes like, like really loud. I'm like, why the fuck is the heat not kicking on? It just sounds like a vacuum. So I call the guy for the furnace. I go, yeah, I don't know what's wrong. It's not kicking on. It sounds like there's something sucking. I don't know. So he comes in, he takes the exhaust pipe off and at the bottom, sticking out the exhaust pipe were two legs and a fucking long gray tail. A squirrel had gone into the chimney, shimmied his way down in like practically at the furnace and he fucking got stuck there and he died. That was no mouse. That was my mother-in-law. It's fucking crazy. So we got the, we got the little, uh, the little cake <laughs> on top of the chimney now. And, uh, yeah, my kid was dying to see it. He's like, can I, I'm like, nope, no way. I didn't need fucking dead squirrel nightmares on my hands that night. That was like one of the things when when you were like a kid to like see like roadkill, like that was like that was pretty cool. Oh, we saw a deer Saturday. All right, not so much anymore, but back in the day, it was cool. We 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 were I think we were on twenty four. Yeah, I think we were on twenty four, and we saw a deer on the side of the road, and my kid was like, "Ew!" I was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you doing out in my neck of the woods?" We we had an appointment Saturday morning, and then we were driving from Milburn. To Clifton to hit the hot grill on the way home. Hot grill. You didn't stop and summit and get Jesus Christ, man. No, I didn't think of it to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what you're working. Usually you're on the trucks. You're not. You're not. You're not in the restaurant. You know what you missed Saturday. Uh oh. Let me ask you this: Were you there at ten thirty in the morning? I was not. I was still home in my bed, nice and cozy. There, there you go. You guys don't do breakfast there, right? It's all just pizzas. No, it's just. No, it's not just pizza. Don't make it sound like it's just a. Now, if I would have showed up at ten thirty and said, "Where are you?" It would have been like you fucking old man. What are you having lunch at ten thirty? I also would have made fun of you for having lunch at ten thirty. Yes, you're absolutely right. There, well, there you go. You know what you miss? I can't believe. I don't know how we didn't talk about this. Thunder Rosa was in Butler Saturday. Yes, Matt 
I was gonna, I, I knew about this. I was go because everyone that lives in Jersey, whenever someone's doing a signing that's a casual wrestling fan and they see something, they message me and they're like, Did you know about this? Did you know about this? I'm like, yeah, I know about this. I'm not going to Butler to see Mantar, who I shared a bus ride with four years ago. And no offense to Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I know, I knew about it. And I, sh- and I was thinking about messaging you because is Butler in Butler's Morris County, right? No, Butler or Sussex. Passaic County. Passaic. It's just up 23. It should be Passaic, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Booton. Maybe you're thinking of Booton. Booton's Morris County. And yes. There's definitely, yeah, so I oh, thought. Butler, I, is, Butler is Morris County. Kevin's got it. Ah, all right. You're looking at the former freeholder's assistant up there. Um, so I was going to message you about it, but I know you're always working, so I wasn't sure. I desperately wanted to go. I did not. But uh, my my uh, friends on the Wednesday night show, uh, Anthony and Kate went. Uh, Anthony took his son because his son is in love with Thunder Rosa. Good taste. Uh, so there's some excellent pictures uh, that Thunder Rosa actually put on her Twitter account of her with a uh, with a uh, baby A. And then there's uh, pictures on Instagram of her with Kate. Did Kate paint her face? No, but Kate, Kate apparently uh, <laughs> wrote her a letter. Sorry about that. No, that was perfect. Uh, and uh, Thunder Rosa made Kate read it, and Kate got a little emotional. Uh, wait, wait, so wait, we'll wait, be wait. talking about this uh, Wednesday night on the Wednesday Night Dynamite show. Matt, I don't think this can wait till Wednesday night. Well, I don't have any details of what the letter actually said. Can we see if Kate the Great is available right now? I can. I can see. Hold on. Let me throw out the old this, text message. Because um, I, can, I can't guarantee that I'm even going to watch Dynamite. So to, 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 to listen, if I don't watch Dynamite, I don't listen to the post-game show. So, but I, so I can't wait. This is, this is a, it, had, it was an emotional story? I, like, am I going to be a bad guy for wanting to hear this? Now, wait, wait, wait. Did Kate write this when she was a little girl? Or no. Just, how, she, how could she? The Rose is like seven. <laughs> Kate's like 45, isn't she? She's writing letters. To... <laughs> See, what? I went the opposite way. Tony went the complete dick, like jerk way to, to our friend. And I went the opposite way. Because even if Thunder Rose is seven, Kate could still be like 23. So. <laughs> you did the same thing I did. No, yes. I, that was a really wrong number. I just threw out there. Right, well, I hope Kate's not point. listening because you just called her the 45-year-old, Tony. Uh, she, she said she's more than happy to join us to tell about tell us about her Thunder Rosa experience. All right. I can't so, wait for that. She's probably going to have to paint her face now like she did with uh, uh, War Horse. Horse. I don't think yeah. she will paint her face. I think this was a, a spur-of-the-moment uh thing so uh she will i just got bits and pieces details i was super jealous for one thing i miss doing stuff with my friends for wrestling like going to shows with you kevin once that one time a year we drag t-donk out and he gets like real cranky at like 11 o'clock because it's way past his bedtime um i missed doing wrestling i'd miss doing wrestling stuff though so i was a little jealous that even though they only went up to butler and they just got to and they both of them didn't say a word to mantar i was very offended by that how do you disrespect legend mantar talk to mantar i mean i definitely know there wasn't a fucking line so well wasn't wasn't this the taz signing wasn't mantar there without like he was signing as like italian soprano junior Yep, he was, doubt- he was trying to get acting gigs at that point. I remember that. 
Good call. Because you remember some good things that happened that night, as opposed well, to the bad things when we were done with Taz. Well, I'm I'm remembering the night and like the details are pouring in as I'm talking about it, and I'm like, oh, we did a signing. I did a signing with Manitou. I'm like, wait a second, these guys were there. Like it was our, like it wasn't just like a a, a thing. It was we were there, but he wrote he was late for the bus to leave Rawway to get to the to the show so we had to sit and wait for mantar oh his, god you had to wait on mantar yeah and his and his like booker or manager agent or something at that point so and this was still when like tap out was there so this was like obviously you guys know this was pws yeah so, well of course of yeah, course yeah. I know. I, 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 that night was very forgettable for so many reasons uh, but on the line right now, um, somebody who's definitely not forgettable, and she's going to regale us with her story of this past weekend. Uh, the old lady herself, Miss Kate the Great. <laughs> also, not forgettable and not 45. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm 33. Thunder Rosa is 34. I did not write her a letter <laughs> with a one year difference. <laughs> like when I was like five and she was six. Like, I don't think she was like between the ropes. Wait, oh boy. Hey, before you stop, go, stop, stop, stop plugging other shows. Before, before we get into this, I, I gotta ask: Were you? Was this letter? Did this letter have anything to do with her maybe saving the women's division in AEW? Is this what we were going for? No, actually, it was like I don't know. I've been like uh, dealing with a lot during quarantine with like uh, my physical self, first of all, and also like. I'm in business for myself. And I don't know if you guys know, not like a banner time for sports and music marketing right now. So yeah. I've been like kind of going through it. And I was listening to her episode of Talk is Jericho. And uh, she got like pretty fucking vulnerable. And it like hit me at a time where I kind of really needed it. Like it was actually really, actually really interesting, really interesting, really interesting. I, had no, I don't know if you guys knew, but like she was in social work and like, talked really openly about the fact that she was like very depressed and like mm. very depleted and how she was going to live wrestling shows like once a month and that was like the only thing that she was looking forward to and uh like just that she was like kind of later and like the wrestling industry she was like 29 when she got in the ring for the first time i think 28 or 29 which is like when women i feel like are getting discarded in wrestling half the time Tony just got an emotional. He had to, he had to blow his nose and wipe his eyes. Good. I hope, I hope as a 45-year-old woman, just hearing, hearing someone that, like, had to, to, like, pivot their life pretty drastically, like, at a time where, like, a lot of people would probably feel like it was too late to go after something like that, like, actually hit me at a time where I really needed it. And, like, her talking about like feeling emotionally depleted at the expense of others is something that I do all the time. And it was just really weird. Like everything she was talking about really resonated with me. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? Like everybody else has this moment with their favorite wrestlers when they're nine. I'm going to have it when I'm 33. Like, that's fine. <laughs> everybody else has like their, their like AJ Lee and Lita pictures when she's like nine and Lita's in her twenties or thirties or whatever. Like, fine you know what we're gonna do one of your part so i was like it's fucking thunder rosa and butler new jersey like when is this gonna happen again especially during covid so i was like i'll write her a letter and then she was like can you read it right now and i was like well 
I was like, yeah, but I'm like in a pretty emotionally raw space right now. So she was like, is it going to make me cry? I was like, I don't know. It's going to make me cry though. <laughs> they're like, they're filming a documentary. And I was like, oh good. Like hopefully just me like sobbing through reading this letter with my fucking mascot. I'll be like in this documentary that they're doing. <laughs> right. so and I like went in right after Anthony's kid. I was like, we'll just let like this little three-year-old charmer just come in and then I'll come in as like a grown woman and just cry at her face. All right. So, so selfishly, I wish this wasn't that dramatic of a story. Uh, I wish this was more of a comedic thing, but it's very, very impressive, <laughs> very positive. Like I was, there's no way to, to make more, to make jokes about this, but um, I will. Who did she, who did she appreciate more? You or the uh, little Anthony? I mean, if you don't love baby Anthony more than anybody else that showed up, I don't know what's wrong with you. This kid <laughs> was so cute. He had his AEW belt on. He was so in love with her. But like I said to her, I wrote it in the letter and I said to her directly, like, I feel like wrestlers probably get so much like fanfare from kids that age. And like, it's probably kind of different, like woman to woman. So like, yeah. I was like, I just want to let you know that like it impacts adults too, in a way, you know what I mean? So I think she appreciated that. She was really cool. Like I posted our picture on my Instagram story or whatever. And she messaged me and was like, that actually like, it meant a lot. You know, you're just like going through life as a wrestler, like, especially during COVID you have no fans. So she was like, I didn't really know, like, you know, you don't know if you're actually impacting anyone. She's kind of like reaching her peak when there's no fans around. So she was like, yeah. I think really like sincerely touched. And she seemed genuine as fuck too. Like she just, I was saying to one of my friends who was like, how was she? How was she? And I was like, she seems like someone who has no filter, not in a way that like they would be socially inappropriate, but you know, like if she was had a shoulder injury, she'd be like, fuck my shoulder hurts. Like she was not like <laughs> someone that was performative in any way. So it, it felt like a really sincere moment. Um, but it was just funny. I don't, I don't normally do, I'm not like a big picture gal and I'm definitely not like a big fan mail gal. Um, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> When am, when am I going to see Thunder Rose again and whoever comes to Butler, New Jersey ever? So <laughs> um, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. And um, no, I didn't talk to Mantor because he was kind of standoffish and I wasn't going to pay 25 bucks to get a picture. With He's him a half man, half bull. What did you expect? He was He didn't even have his, his bull head on. Did he have Does it he with him, though? I don't think he did. Well, for, so here's the thing, too, like. You go in, it's like a pretty tiny shop. Thunder Rosa is on the right and Mantard's like in front of that, like kind of adjacent. And I'm like sitting there crying at Thunder Rosa. I wasn't going to like go up to Mantard. <laughs> like, like, but I'm like, yeah, you're half a bull. That's neat. Like, what do you want me to say, bro? And he was just kind of weird. Like, he didn't really do or say anything except... Um, Somebody called Thunder Rose an ass kicker. It might have been me. I can't remember. But he was like, you kick asses? And she was kind of like, yeah. And he was like, why do you kick asses? And she was like, I get paid good money to do it or something. But I was just like, what are you doing? I, I think nobody was there to see Mantar. I feel bad. <laughs> is Mantar flirting with Thunder Rosa? Is, is that what I'm getting here? I don't know. He was just very like. I think because they were like filming her too and he was just like set off oh. to the side. He just like didn't really know how he like fit into the world that they had created. How can I get a credit in this movie? <laughs> he 
yeah. How can I climb onto this documentary? If he brought his oh. fucking bull mask, he would have been in there. He would have been all in the background, just a giant bull head. Just. I would have much more considered taking a picture with him if he had the bull head. Otherwise, he's just a guy with like bad wannabe warhorse face paint. Yeah, I saw a picture of him. Like they took like a group picture afterwards outside of the the Rip and Run collectibles. Maybe in the morning before fans got. I don't know. And you could clearly see who Thunder Rose was, and I was like, "Who's that fat guy with all the black shit on his face?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Man. Oh God, he didn't even make an attempt." Yeah, it didn't look like there was much of an effort. You should have gone up to him <laughs> with tears in your eyes. Maybe he would have felt bad for you. He would have given you a picture for fifteen. <laughs> that's true. I told you, I, I would have paid. I would have paid for it. Lonely Mantar. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like Lonely Virgil, but. Now this like schlubby guy with face paint, but it was awesome. it was cool. He was really cool. And then later in the day, someone posted because they went from Rip and Run to somewhere in Queens to Buffalo, like all in a day. And she like <sighs> made a separate stop to go to a fan who was immunocompromised and couldn't come out to the store because Bubble their immune system wasn't like good. But she like stopped at their house because someone wrote her like, um, it was pretty pretty cool shit. So. She's awesome. awesome. She really is amazing. Yeah, she's she's she was exactly as cool as you want her to be, you know. All right. Well, Kate, thanks for calling in and sharing that story with us, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more on Wednesday night. And you can go deal with uh, with uh, Aunt Money's jealous text messages to the group now. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go on the show Monday uh, night. I mean, the story is all baby. Hey, I don't know. I'm not giving anything away here. That that kid. Oh, stop. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. <laughs> This is what the world needed. God, I so <laughs> wish you had a copy of that letter. I would have gladly read it for you in, in my Kate voice, like when I did those AEW picks for you. Kate, can we have uh, this letter? No, thank God. <laughs> Thunder Rosa has it. You could hit her up. Maybe I will. Kate, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday night on the AEW Dynamite post show. You're welcome. Have a good show, gents. Thanks, Thanks lady. Kate. You too. I don't know what that means. You too. She's not doing a fucking show right now. Um, so, yeah, that I was like, damn, I want to go do some wrestling shit with my friends. And this Saturday. Uh-oh. 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 Breaking news? Matt's, maybe. That's going, going to a show? No, no show. To a but, signing? But somebody. 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 Somebody is going to be in Queens Saturday. At the Universe? Chris Benoit's alive? No. Oh, Dave. Dave Benoit. Jay White, man. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Jay White. Fuck you, dude. Why? Meet Jay White. Fucking yeah, I will. I'll go, maybe I'll go to Queens on my birthday to meet fucking Jay White, you piece of shit. Yo, if you look in New York, there are signings legitimately every, like, thir- from Thursday to Sunday, whether it's the Wrestling Universe, whether it's a Hastel toy, there's signings everywhere now like everywhere every week like carlito's coming up like the head shrinkers just did a reunion thing like every weekend they're signings that's awesome that's awesome all the rip and runs doing them the one uh pandora's box had demolition a couple weeks ago that's in sussex county yes that is in sussex county but uh i want to do more stuff with my friends i want to do more wrestling stuff with my friends i'm not going out what happened, Kevin? I'm not. I'm not going out. You're not going. You went to one Wrestle Pro show, and that was enough that for was you. It. 
That was it. That was it. I, yeah, I missed the two. I didn't go to the two day one either. <sighs> guys, can I tell you? Have you guys ever had like a wrestling dream? Because I had like two in, in 48 hours, and they're both pretty ridiculous. Kevin, I lived my wrestling dream. Atta boy. T Dog coming in with, with fire. <laughs> I had like two like most ridiculous wrestling dreams I've ever had. The, the second one is is in, like ridiculously not even believable. So I'll start with the first one. The first one, the dream I had, it was actually this morning. It was one of those you fall asleep, you wake up and you fall back asleep, and that's the dream. So it's like a midday dream. There you go. I had a dream that I was like, it was 2020, but that was back in high school. And I was like going to like high school party, like party hopping. And I, I wish this person's party was different, but it, it is who it was. It was a Matt Riddle party. Bro. And like, yeah. And like Matt Riddle was like the coolest. He was like the cool, like he was the coolest guy in high school. And it was like in my neighborhood. But so when I met him, I was like, who are you? He's like, I'm Matt Riddle. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, well, you don't go to West Orange. He's like, no, I go to St. Benedict's. Matt, Matt Riddle went to St. Benedict's High. And we just got hammered. And it was like, it was like high school Matt Riddle, but like he had 2020 fame. And that was like. You know, 2001 Kevin, and I still had 2001 Kevin fame, and he befriended young Kevin Garifo. You had wait, you had fame in 2001? No, that's the point. Of, I know, I know fame, but Matt Riddle was Matt Riddle, and he befriended me. Did you guys rape and, anyone at the party? No, see, that's why I wish it was somebody else. Hey, hey, ho, ho! This penis party's got to go. That's why I was hesitant to even tell that one, but it happened. It was. Grab his dick and twist it. There we go. And what yeah, what I, was the what was the second one? Oh, this is that dick. This is the best thing. This is the best dream I've ever had in my life. So if it, I just, I'm gonna preface this, Kevin. If you don't say there was females involved, we're just gonna relentlessly make fun of you for saying the best dream. This is the best dream you've ever had in your life. Kevin, right, where was his dick? In your face. All right. So it's so I so I'll, I will retract that because I don't want to be made fun of more than I am. So you say it was a pretty good dream. It was a it was a great wrestling dream and a pretty ridiculous like if you were a sitcom writer dream. So I'm on va- I'm on vacation right at this at a motel like it and the motel on my street right so like but it's across the street from my actual house so I'm at this motel and I'm on the on the deck and all of a sudden this like brawl between three people like break out across the street. No what? And those three people are Donald Trump, Daniel Bryan, and Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> and they're all like, it's not just like Daniel Bryan and Brett Hart are fighting, like they're all fighting each other for different reasons that I don't know. Like, and so like part of me, like, I don't know if like, I felt like in my dream, I was on tour or something with Brett. So like my part, I, I jump off the deck, off the balcony to try to protect Brett. So like Brett shouldn't be fighting, like Brett shouldn't be in a fight right now with Donald Trump and Daniel Bryan. So like I'm like trying to like protect Bret Hart from getting beat up. Daniel Bryan's beating up Donald Trump. Donald Trump's beating up Bret Hart. Bret Hart's beating up Daniel Bryan. And then like, 
and it's it's on my street. It's not like a, in a ring. It's on my actual. So there's cars driving by. No one's doing anything. All of a sudden, some neighbors come out, and we're all trying to break up a fight between Daniel Bryan, Donald Trump, and Bret Hart. It's oh my! Unbelievable. So you guys have never had any. Oh, oh, this penis party's got to go. Malcolm Kevin jumped right in that sucker. Oh, I'm a because I felt like it kind of brought me back to like that time we were booked to like break up a fight that one time, like for for TV, the great the TV, TV 55. So like it kind of reminded me of that. Like I like I had felt the need to protect Bret Hart from getting beat up by Donald Trump and Daniel Bryan. It's definitely a weird dream, Kev. 100%. Outlandish. So you guys never had a, a, a dream with wrestling involved in it? Yeah. I, not that I can remember. remember. So recently, not even. No. I really don't remember any of my dreams. Wow. T-Dunk? I had a dream my brother was dying of cancer. Oh, please tell me that's true. It is. I had it last night. Is it really? Yeah. Your brother has cancer? No, he doesn't have cancer. He had, I had a fucking dream that he had cancer. That's what All I right, so hold on. You're burying the lead, Tony. Let's that's, that's take it back to what Matt actually said and what he, and what he may have wished was true. That's terrible, Matt. Well, I never said I was a good person. Did you really wish that on my brother? No. I, which way? Which one? What, does it matter? Yeah, because I've seen your one brother's balls unsolicited. So maybe I hope he gets ball cancer. Maybe he doesn't use Manscaped. Anyway, oh, that's a good call. Come on. Wish him ball cancer on my brother? I don't want so, to see. I'm, I'm not... trying to work fly at the flower shop. I don't need to see his balls. Oh, you to... saw him at the flower shop? Yeah, I'm trying he's... to make a couple extra shekels. I got fucking thorns in my fingers. I turn around, and there's a fucking ball bag right there. I didn't it's ask a dangerous for that. Place. It's a dangerous place for a ball bag to be Watch around. Watch your balls, sir. Sounds my... that, that sounds like my brother, all right? I could 100% guarantee that that actually happened. So, so I had this idea. Like, I know a lot of people that listen to this probably have had wrestling-related dreams. Like, and I just want to, he- I want to hear what they are. Like, I want, but I don't want people to lie about it. I want them to tell like the real, like, tweet us like at Wizards Podcast. Like, tell us what your weirdest or your best or your most bizarre, PG-ish, eh, PG, PG thirteen, R-ish, wrestling-related dream was. Because I've had like, I've had, I've had a bunch. This is like the first two. None of you guys have ever had it. That's, I that's can't crazy. remember. I, find that hard to believe. I can't remember. I I'd be lying if I told you I never had a wrestling dream. I just can't remember any off the top of my head. And these were two and forty-eight hours. Yeah, you're probably Jones, and you know what felt like a wrestling dream? Fucking talking shop mania. Boom. Tony, did you watch that- Talking Shop Mania? I feel like that's right in your fucking wheelhouse. I sat down, so I ordered it. And uh, Ree's friends, they brought a house over here. They were moving, and I thought people were coming over. They brought a house? <laughs> they brought a That's a hell of a guest. Yeah. Holy big, fuck, giant, giant. Took up the whole driveway. Took up the whole house. Yeah. House on top of house in a house. <laughs> Dick in a box. Um, whatever. Dick in your ass. Long story short, only one set of her friends ended up coming over. And the one boyfriend is actually a wrestling fan. So they were like, they wanted to play fucking card games or some bullshit. And I was like, I'm going to go out on the sun porch and I'm going to watch some wrestling. And he was like, oh, SmackDown. I was like, no, I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking watch the WWE, bro. I watch. So, he, d- so he's not really a wrestling fan. 
He is because he well, it's Friday night. You know, I mean, look, not everyone has their their fingers on the pulse of the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and man, I sat down for Talking Shop Mania too. Whew, it was the fucking best fifteen bucks I ever spent. Uh, and I was like, it's gold. It's fucking. It is. It's it's awesome. It's the dumbest fucking shit you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, and and that's pretty much what Rocky had in mind, or that's what Rocky said Luke had in mind. And it's it's probably like organized chaos. Like it probably looks ridiculous, but watch like watch LG has it like everything planned. And like Rocky said, they they plan it, they write it, but then God, like I'm sure they're not sober throughout the, throughout this. So I'll tell can, you this much: second half enjoyed it significantly more than the first half. The first half I thought was just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? You did oh, not so you did watch it. You did not enjoy Roy Fox and the rim job against Brian Myers and Swaggle. He's watching these two dickheads with their ass cheeks hanging out. Do you know do you know the story of Roy Fox? Yeah. The story yeah, of Yeah, rap, but, I know. But do you know the story of the butt cheeks? Oh, that I don't know. All right. So there was a match for uh a very hardcore match in ECW. Very, very extreme. Not ECW. Um, it was Rory Fox versus Zack Ryder. And and when and Rory Fox, like, something happened, and Zack Ryder, I think, was underneath for a sunset flip or something, and he pulled, like, the like the tights, like, underneath, like, the balls and, and the, the butt ski, and it completely exposed, exposed himself to everyone. So his butt was literally exposed for for uh, the match and so that's where you get i mean it's a pretty it's a hell of i'm not doing it justice it's a great story it's a legend that's been told and so that's why you get rory fox and the the you know the, the rim reaper or whatever he was called the rim job oh the rim job uh rim rim reaper is actually pretty clever it was that it was Oh fuck, freight train! You love freight train, don't you dare besmirch the good name of freight train. You ever see his promo with Jake Manning when he's calling, uh, where he's calling Eugene a retard, telling him he's going back to the retard school? That's one of the greatest fucking promos ever. As far as a wrestler, I mean, what? it's five dollar wrestling. It is he what had, it is. He had Ball Layman in his corner. Yeah, Jake Jake Manning. Hey, kayfabe, bro, brother. Whatever. Fucking kayfabe, really? What else, What other? What other shit? Oh, the fucking softcore match with fucking fucking just incredible. Who looks like he ate just incredible? What Hulk. the fuck happened to him, dude? The the fucking roll undershed. What the fuck was roll undershed? Yeah, was like was raw, that that match? Yeah, it was like raw underground, but roll undershed. Is that what that was supposed to be? Yes. With the fat Elvis with yeah. no ass cheeks. Yo, this really fucking tickled you pink, didn't it? I, Tony, I think this was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was fucking stupid, dude. Like, to me, it had no redeeming value. I'm like, why am I watching this? Tony, you understand that's the point, right? Yeah, but Kev, it wasn't entertaining to me. Not that part. The first half of the show was like, ugh. Did you not enjoy Knox Tista? Kind of. That's where I started getting into things with Noctista and Paul Lee. Yeah, and Mark Jindrak. And fucking wait, that was really Mark Jindrak? Who was out out in the woods and triple uh found 
<laughs> See, I didn't know who half of the guys really were. Like that that's what was fucking me up. Like, who was fucking Randy Orton? Was he just some schlub? Like, who was that? Some dude that kind of looked like Randy Orton. Yo, all right, look, the best part, that roll undershed, fucking Teddy Long is part of that. That fucking popped me. Teddy Long being part of that was fucking great. And he really fucking cracked everybody up on commentary. And why was Luke Gallows a hologram on commentary? He was inside the fucking house. And why was him and his wife sleeping with a mannequin? What the fuck was that? That shit made me laugh. The fucking whole roll undershed thing. I was like, oh, really? Justin Crow was like, I'm gassed. Let me lay down. And fucking Tommy Dreamer purells himself and then pins him. It's like, come on, really? Oh, God damn. Fucking George North against Nature Boy Paul Lee. Yeah, who's George North? Is that somebody? Maybe. <laughs> See, yes. I, I thought it was just George South and he was going to have like an American flag instead of a Dixie flag. But no, it was just some other complete fucking idiot. Okay. When... When Stump Kowalski came out, the midget, and he fucking went to hit him with a chair, and then it changed, turned into a fucking wrench. All right, that got me. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Fucking Shane Helms is trying to find out who's murdering people, and comes across fucking Ricky uh, Robert Gibson. He's got a gimmick table set up in Luke Gallows' driveway. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Uh, Sammy Callahan didn't really do much else until the very end, though, didn't he? He was one of the suspects. No, him and Madman Fulton. They, they got murdered. Yeah, but then they wound up being at the end during like the whole shenanigans with the fucking a ball for a ball match. Yeah, don't forget the Lucha death match. See, that was funny to me, dude. And fucking Watts showed up. Watts didn't even tell us he was involved in this shit, did he? Yes, we talked about it. He did. He did bring it up. I thought that he. I didn't remember him bringing that up. Maybe he didn't bring it up, but we definitely talked about it. Whether whether he was on the air for it, because I did. I, I remember it. Maybe it was a text message we talked about it actually. So I do remember saying that Watts is on is in it. But Talking Shopmania like, too. Yeah. Maybe he was just. He's kind of like hidden in the poster, but I thought that was him. So if it was wasn't brought up on the show, it was probably brought up at some point. It was a. It was a. Awesome match. Ty of Valkyrie was there. JT, JTG, Sin yes. Bodie, um, Alex Kozlov, Alex Kozlov's mother. Um, shit, who else? The yeah, referee. And whoever that fucking comedian was. And it was so great that he fucking killed. He killed the fucking. Oh, it's over. We won. He's like, you fucking killed him for real, dude. <laughs> Is that. I, I didn't see it, but I can only guess. Was that Ron Funches or no? No, it was not Ron Funches. Let me see if I can find out who it was right here. Comedian that was involved. I thought. Oh, I know. Taylor uh, Williamson. Mo, 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 who? Taylor Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, he was in some TV show or some some competition or some shit. America's Got Talent. There you go. There you go. Uh, so that was hysterically funny. Uh, Air Paris apparently is a real wrestler and not AJ Styles. You know who Air, Air, Air Paris was? AJ Styles' tag team partner in WCW as Air Raid. Yeah, yeah he was, was there. Like the finals. I think they were on the final pay per view together, weren't they? Or if maybe the, they, yeah, they weren't on the final night show. That's for sure. They were. They may have been on the final pay per view though. And they came out in like navy, like 
not Navy, uh, Air 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 Force like bomber gear, like the overalls or the coveralls, whatever that is. Um, yeah, yeah, Shane Paris and AJ Styles. Shane Helms interviewed Air Paris, and then someone named Marty put Gregory Helms through the barbershop window. So that was pretty funny. That's awesome, man. But then the main event, the fucking ball for a ball match. Holy shit. That, you know, it, it started out where it was like, oh, I smell shit. And I was like, all right, this is fucking stupid. But as it went on, dude, it got, <laughs> so, well, retribution. <laughs> it got so much better as it went on. And they fucking stopped and there were just three glowing piles of shit on the floor. So Kate, so Kate says that Orton was Nathan Orton. Is that supposed to be a plan like Nathan Horton? No, I Nathan? think it's a guy named Nathan Orton. No, oh, all right. <laughs> it was the fucking ball for the ball match was amazing. Here's who was when, in. When, when Luke Gallows got put in the sex swing and fucking and his wife showed up with the fucking Asian porn star. Annie Cruz. Annie Cruz, that's it. And he's going, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? You're doing this shit again. And he's like, bro, I don't know why you're, I didn't know you were friends with Annie Cruz. And he goes, yeah, well, why do you think we have the sex swing? <laughs> now I fucking <laughs> lost it on that one. At, at that line, I was like, all right, I'm all in. Cause that was, fu- it was fucking perfectly played. And then he just beat the shit out of him for the next five minutes. Like, why are you kayfabing me? You're friends with Annie Cruz. And he's just fucking keep hitting him and hitting him. And the fucking warlord and the barbarian yanked their balls off. Yeah, they did. And there was, uh, Stang was there. Bootleg Stang. Not the real Stang. Oh, no, it was Heath Slater. Yeah, I know. Who came out with the fucking, the fucking weed Nick, whacker? Nick Mondo. Sick Nick Mondo. Nick Mondo. And fucking what's his nuts came out there. He's like, no, we don't, we're not insured for this. We can't do this. Rocky Romero. That's right, Rocky. Mr. Hughes, Virgil, Scott Steiner. Yeah, Scott Steiner fucking fucked up his own promo trying to do that fucking 50% chance shit at the end. Gangrel. When Gangrel he spit the fucking there. blood on his balls. There's a gr- there's a great picture on somebody's social media, on somebody's Instagram. It's like Gallows, Stang, Scott Steiner, Karate Man, Ethan Page, and like Curtis and Curtis Hughes and somebody like all sitting around like yeah. a table like eating yeah, dinner. That was the ending. That was the end of the Karate sh- Man, Ethan Page was fucking great. Oh, that was the ending. Yeah. Well, that was the oh, ending. Man. Yeah. There you go. So uh, let me ask you this. They had yeah. Enzo Amore involved in the cartoon, but then he wasn't in the actual show. Like he couldn't make it out there, I guess. I think they just used him for the cartoon. No, but he was at the end. Remember, he gets to the airport and he's yeah. like, fuck these motherfuckers booking me on spirit. <laughs> fuck that shit. Who are you, Taz? Sort of. <laughs> uh, I th- And the fucking it's still real to me guy was there. Yes. And they were like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck's crying? And <laughs> it's still real to me. Oh, fantastic stuff. Matt Cardona challenged Rory Fox. To a tuxedo match at the next yep. uh, Talking Shop of Mania, the 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 cock torture world order was formed. Let me let me ask you this: Rory Fox also wrestles under another name, doesn't he? Yes, Gil or other. He has like two twitters. I know that, or he did. So he it's definitely Gil, Gil some shit or other. I forget what his. Yeah, other you're right. You're right. He he does wrestle, or he did at least wrestle as two different people. Um. And he had two different Twitter accounts for sure. Fucking poor guy with his ass cheeks hanging out. What kind of shit? Gil is that? Rogers. That's it. Gil Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, he had his. 
ass cheeks spread out for the world to see on ECW. ECW. Uh, it's fucking brilliant, hysterical shit. It's literally the dumbest thing you'll ever watch, but it, I'd laugh my fucking ass off the whole fucking time. Perfect. I mean, it's that's exactly what it's supposed to be. And they got the third one's going to come out in 2021. I sent Rocky a message as soon as it was over. I was like, this is fucking awesome. You guys are great. He thanked us. It's, man, it's a fucking sight to see. You watch that, and then you watch fucking Turning Point, and man, I'll tell you what, Kevin, I know you've been watching Impact every Tuesday night, man. No fucking crowd. It fucking really bothers me with Impact, man. It's tough, especially with a special like this, when it didn't need to be as long as it was. Like, it's not a pay-per-view. Like, make it two hours. Can you just make it two hours, please? Like, and Matt, you're right. It it does It does detract... It's not like AEW, even though AEW has crowds. It's not like NXT because NXT has the forced crowds. But yeah, Matt, it, it if you're not fully invested, then it and even if you are, like I am, it does take away from from like it just takes away from your watchability. Like like I'll be able to watch it and then like I'll be like, all right, what else is on? What's tonight? Saturday? Like I'll go to my TV and like put something else on. And it, it's it's no insult to them. It's not it's not an insult to what what they put on. It's not an insult to what they put on every single week. It's just it is every week. It's two hours of your life every week, and then another, you know, three every so often. And it it, it it's it, it's a good product. It's just it, it 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 wanes on your on your watchability for sure. The show I didn't think the show itself was terrible, but they could have piped in like some crowd noise or something, man. It oh, they was... never have. It was like there were moments when I'm like, oh god, this is like, I was like fucking zoning out because and, and Josh Matthews tries, but he's not very good with Madison Rain. I see. I disagree. I think Matthews is best when he has Madison Rain there. There's a little too much little cutesy back and forth between them, but I think Josh. I think without Madison Rain, I think Josh Matthews would be even worse because there was a there when Madison Rain I think actually wrestled. They put Don Callis in. Yeah, they did that and for that, the pay-per-view. It wasn't good. No, but, that, but him and Don Callis didn't have natural chemistry. Him and Madison Rain have natural chemistry, I think. And it's not always perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I think I'd rather have Josh Matthews and Madison Rain over any other team that they could possibly put together. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm not watching it every week. But I watched Turning Point uh, last night. Um. Because uh, there was a lot that happened. They announced the brackets for the, the knockout uh, tag title tournament. Uh, they progressed a bunch of stories. We have a couple new champions. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of people leaving Impact whose contracts are up. So that's super interesting. Um, uh, the Rascals? Yeah. So the, it, more, than, more than just the Rascals, Matt? Uh, the Rascals are the Rascals contract is up first. And then Ethan Page and Taya Valkyrie is next. So they're leaving? I would. I've heard that a lot, AEW has much interest in Ethan Page, uh, and who knows where Taya goes? You know, if she decides to stay or what the story is. But I, I know the I Rascals. Mean, they're saying Desmond and um, Wentz. Yes, are WWE bound, and then Trey is being lumped in with AEW and WWE, uh, but they don't know. Really? Yeah. So all right, I, I, that's, I mean, good for good for all of them. 
Yeah, so next, tomorrow night, it's a tag match. It's Rich Swan and Miguel against uh, Desmond Xavier Desmond. and Zachary Wentz. And they did a pretty, like, they did a fun way to, like, kind of write them off a of TV. They got an eviction letter in the clubhouse, so that yeah. was pretty, it's clever, you know? You don't just, you're not here the next week. Um, Kev, you watch Impact a lot more than, than me and Tony. Bro, Jake something, Cousin Jake, dude, he's a fucking hoss. Holy yeah, shit. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Him and Rohit, I thought, had a fantastic match at Turning Point. I agree. Kind of. And I, I guess part of me had confused us with like a pay-per-view. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It was an Impact Plus special. And as much as I love Jake something and Cody Diener, I think they're one of my favorite acts. I was a little disappointed that, that he accepted the open challenge. I was hoping for maybe like another little surprise. But again, it, it was a special. It wasn't a pay-per-view. Nothing was hyped. It was just an open challenge. And 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 he accepted it, and the match was fantastic. The the finish of the match, or after the after party, if you will, or lack thereof, was uh, a whole different story with my favorite wrestler. Well, my one, two, third favorite wrestler, Eric Young, bringing in, bringing back Jake Doring, Joe Doring. What did I say? Jake. Jake. Joe something. You said Jake Doring, but it's Joe Doring. Oh, it was it's Jake something and Joe Doring. <laughs> there you go. And it's also Jack Hager. So there you go. So yeah, he comes back and I had to I'm not gonna lie, it took me a second to realize who he was. That I had to go uh he's world renowned in uh, all Japan, I believe, and in, in, in Japan and stuff like that. So that was cool to see him come back and Eric Young's got himself a heavy. So if they if this is where they want to go with it perfectly fine and you still have jake and cody involved with the whole swinger stuff and a lot of intertwining stories here so yeah it's uh it was interesting stuff i like i like joe doring a lot two-time triple crown winner uh champion in all japan multiple uh tag champions with muda sonata and suami so uh and kono so uh I think that's a huge get. I like that. I like that a lot. He looked awesome and that fucking clothesline he that combo he used on uh on Jake something. What was it like a fucking Death Valley or like a Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And then he fucking keeps wrist control, he pulls him up and he clotheslined the ever living dog piss out of him. Uh we saw new tag champions crowned as the Good Brothers beat um the North and then Diana Perazu regained her women's title against Su Young. Yeah, uh, I guess it, it, you explained to me that Ethan Page might have heavy interest from AEW kind of explains that. But I had a feeling once the North won at, at uh, was it Victory Road? Bound for Glory. Bound, bound for Glory. And once they announced this match, I had a feeling the Good Brothers were actually going to finally get it. And, yeah. I, and I felt the same thing about Deanna Perrazzo against Sue Young as well. Well, there was a, uh, I was reading in the Observer today that Kylie Ray was supposed to win the impact women's world championship. And then there was talk of her working in triple a, uh, cause they were going to do like a superhero gimmick and she was going to be one of the main features, uh, in triple a. Um, but this now, is uh, when she announced her, this is pre like, this was pre her retiring from wrestling. Like she was going to, because impact does stuff with triple a as does AEW. Um, once she was the champion, she was going to go down there and work as a face as like a superhero, uh, and it was going to get huge exposure in Mexico, but now obviously that's off the table because she's no longer wrestling. Um, and then uh, Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan for the world title. 
and Rich retains. Uh, and there's some fun story with Eddie Edwards and Ken Shamrock is involved. And a lot of, as I like to say, spoons in the porridge. There you go. And that's what impact is good at. Everyone and I, I enjoyed the, uh, the combination of the motor city beer gun machine or whatever the fuck they were calling themselves. James storm and Chris Saban as a tag team. Triple X. Yeah. Oh, uh, what are they? Oh, what are they called? And I had a, Oh, the beer, the beer guns. Is that what they were calling themselves? Yeah. And I had a, I had a, a tweet about it, I think. And I, and I don't remember what the heck it was, but um, yeah, I enjoy them too. If, if Alex Shelley's hurt and, Obviously, Robert Roode's not there. Go for it. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I like it. Uh, your uh, knockout tag title brackets. This is the, the eight teams they announced. Uh, Tennille and Tony's favorite, Alicia. They're a tag team. And the story with Tennille is she doesn't get along with anyone. She fucked That's over right. Madison Rain last week. She fucked over Jordan Grace at Turning Point. And now she's with Alicia. See, I think I would love – I think Jordan and Tennille as a tag team would be – awesome i mean i feel like to with anybody would kind of be awesome just because i think her character is so is so well done but i think her like like her being like it's just it's a, it's a classic thing it's like eric young and and you know uh jake jake swagger it's uh <laughs> i know joe doran um but have- it's like it's having like her being like the like the squirmy heel and you have you have freaking jordan grace right behind you so i think anything when any anyone you put her with i think would be perfect but go on matthew Tony, you were going to say something. Does, does when you're looking at this bracket, does it just look like to you like maybe they don't have enough women to make this this knockouts tag title return worthwhile? I mean, they're bringing in some some they're bringing in some former some former wrestling stars. Are they staying around though? That's you know what that is to be just to be determined. This is going to get us all the way to uh, hard to kill. To, to answer Tony's question, for a torn yeah uh, yes, I think that they. They do to maintain a division, but they don't for a tournament. I think there's two different questions there. They might, they'll probably have enough for a division, but for a tournament, you need at le- to make it like believable and, and acceptable. You need at least eight teams. They have eight that's, teams. That, that's what I'm saying. So for a tournament, yes. For a division, you don't need eight teams. For a division, you need maybe every now and then, you need maybe four at best for a couple months. So for a tournament, you need to bring people in to do. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but that's kind of what we said. I'm just wondering if it was sustainable, and you think that it is. So that I think that the division sustainable. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do. I don't know why you're going into like the but whole. I, I thought you. I thought no, no. I thought you meant these specific teams. Like bring because you're questioning bringing outsiders for the tournament, which I understand. I don't think a lot of them will be staying around, and I think that's also okay. Oh. All right. Because I think the talent that they already had before these newcomers like Seabreeze and uh, Killer Kelly and uh, I think I don't even think does she does she have a partner? She does. So uh, Tennille and Alicia will take on Havoc and Nevia. Uh, Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle will take on Jordan Grace and a mystery partner, a TBA. And Renee, Renee Michelle is Spud's wife, right? Correct. Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles take on the Sea Stars, which is Ashley Vox and Delmi Exo. Yeah. Oh, Ashley Vox, really? Yes. Yeah, they've done some NWA stuff, right? Seabreeze? Uh, Ashley Vox has, and I know she's done Dark, too. I thought, I thought Seabreeze... Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking of Vox, then. Maybe maybe the other one hasn't. 
and then uh, the champion is in the tournament. Uh, Deanna Prazu and Kimberly are taking on Taya and Rosemary in the first round. So I think you'll see uh, Taya and Rosemary advance. Uh, I like them. I think they're one of the favorites to win this. Um, yeah. I think Nevia and Havoc have it. They have yeah. to, to me. Well, I think we get to the finals. It'll be those two teams against each other, and then that's when you find out who shot Johnny Bravo. I bet you, I bet you, ODB is going to team up with Jordan Grace. Oh, you like it? Oh, that's a good call, Tony. I, that's a great call, Tony. Grabbing her tits and drinking her fucking booze right. and just. Well, that's what that's, she does. That's what dude. She does. You see when she wrestled in the NWA, she did the whole shtick. That, that's a great call. Fucking, I, you know, grabbing everything. With your high voltage T-shirt on. Maybe uh, she needs the womanscape. I don't know. Maybe she's itchy. That's why she's always grabbing shit. Oh. An itchy cooter is the same as an itchy asshole. I wouldn't say that, but I mean, at least you got the fucking lawnmower 3.0. You could shave that shit up. Is that that must be them? I mean, if it's good for your balls, it's good for the the hoo ha. Hoo ha! You mentioned the NWA, Tony. Talk to me about UWN. Prime time, baby, live. The the three big notes, uh, Fred Rosser and uh, our boy, the Dirty Daddy, had a hell of a match to decide who's going to the finals. Uh, Chris Dickinson actually worked him over, worked him over, got the win with a submission. So that's pretty cool. That shows you that the uh, Dirty Daddy's a little versatile with the wrestlings. And uh, the other side, another hell of a match, a uh, friend of the show, Mike Bennett, uh, defeated Davari. So the collision course that we were predicting is is upon us, and that happens not this week, but next week, to crown your brand-new UWN world champion. Uh, the other thing of note, Aaron Stevens touting the returning question mark to challenge tag team champions James Storm and Eli Drake. And uh, J.R. Kratos turns out to be, according to Aaron Stevens anyway, the question mark. I don't know. I was looking forward to seeing the question mark, so I was a little disappointed with that. But the match was perfectly fine wrestling. Uh, little chicanery and shenanigans. Seeing J.R. Kratos getting the pin on James Storm and your brand new NWA World Tag Team Champions, Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos, a.k.a. the question mark. He is not. First of all, we know who the question mark is, okay? I don't give a shit what Watts says. I don't give a shit what... Um, Aaron Stevens says, "All right, I David, don't know who the question mark is. I'll tell you, you this much: it's definitely not Jared. You Kratos. know who the it's fucking Josephus, bro. God, shut up! What are you doing? All right, you're fooling yourself if you think. No, otherwise. you're fool. You're trying to trick me, and I'm not going to fall for it. You no trickery, man. no trickery. It smells like garlic. I like that. Um, why do you think all the NWA titles are changing hands so frequently on this UWN program?" It's really strange. Um, uh, the women's championship, I'm not sure. Maybe they did it just to do it. Aaron Stevens and Trevor Murdoch, like Trevor Murdoch's been on that collision course for a long time uh, with Aaron Stevens to try to win that national championship. That I understand. Um, and it makes way for, at least it made way for Aaron Stevens to I thought when with the question mark, or at least have some sort of story there, I think things maybe got pushed forward because James Storm was kind of on that cusp of leaving, and we knew that his contract had expired. Um, the other one, the, the, the TV title was the biggest head-scratcher. 
I know that there was rumors going around that Zicky Dice wanted to leave, that he wanted out of his contract. I know that the Pope was involved with the NWA, but that one just really didn't make sense. I don't know if it's something where they're just trying to keep things fresh and keep the NWA like relevant in people's eyes. But yeah, dude, like there's, there's a whole lot of questionability that goes around with all of this. And aside from what I, from what I just went through, like, I'm just really not sure. I'm really not every single championship that has been on the line, save Nick Aldis in that first episode of primetime live with the world's championship has changed hands. It's so really it's a, strange. So it's new Japan. Uh, it's like if, if it's like if all the titles were the never open way championship, <laughs> if it, it would be new Japan, if the NWA was actually doing anything. Yeah, this is true. Wow. But it's weird because look, look, now you've got Serena deep who's with AEW and you've got Thunder Rosa. Who's definitely still with the NWA. Maybe they did it just to flop the title around to create some story, you know? I mean, it makes sense if you're not doing anything. This, I don't care if the titles stay on the same person. The titles switch hands. It's keeping your, it's keeping your name relevant at least, until until stuff does happen. And maybe, maybe this is like that, like we said when when COVID first started. Maybe this is that lame duck period. Maybe this is that, and and and, and don't get me wrong. With title changes, it's anything but a lame duck. And I tell maybe you, the the story and the match with Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch, great stuff. Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa off the charts. For the story alone, as well as put the action as the butter on top of the bread, that fucking Zicky Dice Pope match was fucking phenomenal for what it was. Uh, even this tag title match, very disappointed. I'll say very disappointed. We didn't get to see the question mark with his mask with the karate. However, I was okay with this one as well. So, so wait, you didn't get you didn't get the question mark, but did you get karatos? Yeah, kar- I got karatos in my assholes. That's why it's itching so much. Oh god. Uh, Mr. J.R. Caratos had a uh, J.R. Kratos, Jesus Christ, uh, had, the Caratos master. He had a third huge de- week. third degree Caratos black belt. He had a great match with Mike Bennett a couple weeks ago. He got a big win on New Japan uh, strong. In front of the guy, it's just the name. The, the name play is too easy. It's Kratso. He came over to fucking win the titles. J.R. Kratos. Kratos congratulations, Kratso. <laughs> the king of the wizards, the king of the NWA. He got a big win on New Japan Strong, where he pinned Jeff Cobb. So that's pretty big. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty big deal. So uh, it's not like he's some scrub. I was just no. It's just it's just it's an interesting. But it's Aaron Stevens being an asshole. Like, ha ha! You don't know it's not him. You know, it's like right. But uh, now, if the question mark comes back with like another question mark, and they tag challenge for the tag titles, he's a. I mean, the question mark's a baby face. Come on, we all know that. What if the question mark teamed up? With Josephus. It's impossible. They're the same person. Shut your face. Not if it's J.R. Karatos. Stop lying. Who do you like to walk out as the UWN champion? I like Dickinson. I like the Mike Bennett story, but it's I think it's Dickinson's time because he's a fucking machine. And it's about time he gets the recognition that he's been missing all this time. Do you think that maybe the smart money is on Bennett and then have Dis- Dickinson chase him. Cause I think, I think you're right, Tony. I think Dickinson has to be a world champion at some point in this company. So maybe Bennett is like, kind of like with what they did in AEW where they, instead of going right with like, uh, God, hangman page or right with, you know, Omega, they went with Jericho and then maybe having, 
you know, someone take it from him or uh, like Bennett? Or do you think that Dickinson is the surefire got to be the first champ? Yeah, I think I think it's got to be Dickinson. I don't I don't know if I don't I don't know if winning the world championship in that feel good moment is the right way to go at this point. I really don't. And they're doing a hell of a job building Dickinson. The videos that that the United Wrestling Network is putting out on social media, uh, it's really telling a story. I would love to see Dickinson walk out. The yeah, champion. I think Dickinson needs the win right now more than Mike Bennett does. If no, yeah, no, no argument there. No argument there at all. Dickinson as, as a dickhead heel champion would be fucking amazing. And then if and when Mike Bennett gets that opportunity, I think I think that's the title change there. And then tomorrow night on uh, UWN primetime, Ruby Rays takes on Lindsay Snow. Lindsay Snow also will be on AEW Dark tomorrow night, taking on Thunder Rosa. Um, Ray Rose, uh, Ray Rosas yes. takes on Andy Brown. Uh, Danny Limelight takes on Clark Connors. Their third encounter. That's uh, going to be a good one. They wrestled a couple of weeks ago. On you mean you mean you mean the third encounter? And then Richie Slade <laughs> takes on Manders. The debuting Manders. Yeah, Manders was supposed to debut a couple of weeks ago, but he wound up having he wound up having to pull off. So, and Richie Slade will be with Beef Candy, so keep that in mind. Ooh. And Very then, nice. uh, and then next week we find out who the first ever UWN uh, World Title is title winner. Jesus, easy for me to say. That's right. Oh, I just saw an interesting thing that popped up that was on Ring of Honor TV next week. Get it. Good friend of the show, LSG, takes on Jay Lethal. Ooh. I like it. He was he was being weird. He was posting some weird stuff on social media. Not weird, but like cryptic, if you will. Like posts in the shadows and stuff like that. That's the ace of space for you. Uh, we got some AEW to talk about, some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I actually have a little, little NXT news and, uh, some MLW comes back a little ring of honor news and notes. And we'll do that all next after the break and, and games and games. Yes. And games back after this. We here at the shining wizards know that you love to do online shopping and most of you do it through Amazon. But don't go to Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com. And when you shop, any money that you spend goes a little bit to support the show. It's not a whole lot, but every little bit helps. The more you buy, the more we get supported, and the more everybody can be happy. And we can continue to bring you the best professional wrestling podcast. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. 
Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbubbleThrowbacks.com. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metals. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Hey, this is Mike from The Midnight Jury. When you are done with this show, join my co-host Cal and I every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture, horror, and music on WLWstudios.com or the Midnight Jury feeds on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Player FM. Go back in time when it was all about VHS, arcades, and hanging out at the mall. And remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEMRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWstudios.com. We'll see you there. All right, it's time to thank those that support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast over at our Patreon. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, head over, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wizards podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the show. For $3 a month, you get a shout-out, uh, and you get access to our monthly watch-alongs. Uh, for $5 a month, we'll plug your social media, your website, your business, whatever, and you get the watch-along, and we shout you out. Uh, $10 a month gets you a medium box of wizardry, and anything over $15 gets you uh, a pretty decent-sized amount of stuff in the Shining Wizards box of wizardry. And you get that every three months when you reach those levels. Uh, minimum three months. So you can't just sign up for one month. I'm not going to send you a box full of goodies that value over $50. That's just a $10 box. There's all sorts of fun stuff. T-shirts, DVDs, keychains. I just got a ton of stuff from WWE Shop uh, and Ring of Honor. Um, oh, Can yeah. DVDs? I'm sorry? Any Seamus DVDs? No Seamus DVDs. No, no Seamus DVDs. So uh, if you like what you're hearing, go over to patreon.com forward slash wizard podcast and show your support for us. Uh, every little bit helps make this show better. Uh, we'll start with, of course, the queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Kathy Hummer. She is accompanied by the king of the Shining Wizards, Mr. Manny Carrazzo. Uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com, Elementary Brewery. Where one year ago, we had our eight-year anniversary show, and Ryan was so gracious to host us, um, and the brewery is doing excellent things. Uh, if things continue to go the way they're going, you're going to need to stock up on some beer, and nothing says uh, 
Lockdown Part 2, like supporting your local brewery. So get over to elementary.com, stock up on some beer. Ryan, well, thank you. He'll uh, social distance high-five you. Uh, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Kate the Great Hensler over at ondeckic.com. Not only is she good at writing personal letters to Thunder Rosa where she expresses her deepest, darkest feelings, and she really has a lifetime moment with her. She'll take that lifetime moment, and she'll spin it, put it into a jazzy, catch, catchy song. She'll put it up on a billboard. She'll put it on a website. You'll get tons of hits and all sorts of good shit that puts ducats in your pockets. Oh, yeah. uh, and as you heard Kate mention, uh, now more than ever, she needs your support. So go over to ondeckic.com. I don't know if Kate actually said that because I was too busy looking up the sad, incredible Hulk music while she was talking. Um, but she did say that. It's been tough for her. So support her business if you can, ondeckic.com. She's a business owner. Shop smart. Shop local. Shop on deckic.com. They should have some merch. I don't fucking know. Kate, do you have merch? Send me a text if you have merch. We'll plug your merch shit. I'm a merch a, show. A for effort, buddy. That's right. That's how I go. This Jack, Tony's. this Jack Apple. No, nothing's better than Tony's. This Jack Apple and Cranberry, very delicious drink. Uh, potentially dangerous. I could see that. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Matt Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf, the other half of the Sign Girls. Uh, Mark Parloni. Uh, Mark, of course, just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. We wish you the best uh, and many more. We appreciate your continued support. Um, Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scotch Drinks More. Kenny, boy, I got some Yoshi talk for you uh, after the break, so get your little little pecker hard for that there, buddy guy. <laughs> Jay Cop. The Big Copper Pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks every Friday night on the Rant, rantemradio.com. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jay's the only one that supports us, so only show love to Jay. If you could tune the other two idiots out, it's the best way to listen to the show. Uh, Michael Hammond, uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at Harvest Record Bandcamp. Yeah, harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, TJ Vegas. And Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I'm well aware of what you mean, Kevin. And gentlemen, listen to me now. Uh Uh-oh. All right, brace yourselves. Winter is coming. Listen to me now and believe me later. Damn it, stop texting me. (laughs) Winter is coming. What the writers of Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. So did he wind up in a wheelchair because he shaved his balls with something other than a lawnmower 3.0? Better question. Are we soliciting letters from Kate for these reads now? We are not soliciting letters from Kate. And yes, he used like a traditional fucking razor and he cut his dick and ball so bad that he now has to be in a wheelchair that's not that, that's not good for wow. anybody that's exactly what happened here holy shit yeah but here's what you do right Uh oh you go to manscape.com you get the new lawnmower 3.0 all right the trimmer's waterproof it's got advanced skin safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts and even has a light to help you close shave down there 
I just got my foot duster in the mail the other day. Fuck right. yeah. Yeah. Right? Friday night. I come home from work. My wife says we're going to have some friends over. I run upstairs because I took a shower in the middle of the day. I took a shower in the morning. I took a shower in the middle of the day. Work was not busy Friday night, so I didn't have to run around and get sweaty. But I did have to put my foot duster on. So she came upstairs, and I had my feet in the air letting them air dry. She said, what are you doing? I said, I put my foot duster on so my feet don't stink like dog shit. And uh, motherfucker worked. I get sweaty feet, bro. All right? I can't do anything about it. But the foot duster helps. A little spray on each foot. You just let them air dry. Put your socks on. You're good to go. You do it when you get out of the shower. You do it when you wake up. Your feet smell amazing. You know the smell that the ball powder is? It's yeah. very similar to that on your feet. It's a very nice minty smell. Now, you do put clean socks on after you put the spray on, right? Yes. Like you don't put no, I don't. I can't put... Once the socks come off, it's time for a next pair of socks. I can't put the same pair of socks on. What kind of fucking savage animal do you think I am? Mm. Oh, do you have time? I mean, I got all the time in the world. You're the, usually the one that has to go on Monday night, so you tell me. Well, I have to go because I have to put my fucking ball deodorant on, too. A little fucking uh, crop preserver, little spritz, little spritz. Good to go. Make them shit smell nice. Yeah, and the the crop mop ball wipes are the way to go this this holiday. I got to get on that shit. I got to get on that. Look, it, maybe it's awkward, but it's a great stocking stuffer, right? We all have brothers, right? That's right. Some we, of which do not have ball cancer, thank you. Right, yeah. thank God. Thank God. We, Just don't we be don't sh- wish we don't wish we don't wish death on others. Right. Like someone. No, why would you that's a horrible thing for somebody to do. Um, but you know, Every guy's got most guys have a set of ball, balls. All right, you know they get fucking gross, sweaty. Balls, balls. Yeah, maybe you need a little crop duster or the crop mop. You throw them shit. They're great stocking stuffers. Listen, if nothing else, the marketing is genius. Crop mop. The crop mop. You fucking. Ah. It's a wipe. You wipe your balls down. Your balls are great. You put your balls in a turkey at Thanksgiving. Everyone will thank you. There you go. So. Do that. Go over, man. Paul's, and I'm thinking of Jr. with Paul's ballsy. Paul's ball. Goddamn. Balls are fucked up. Paul's ballsy. Gonna take a picture of my hog on my Instagram. Oh, that's so messed up. But listen, let's be honest. This Thanksgiving, we're probably not gonna be around a lot of our friends and family. So perfect time to crop the mop and use that. That Manscaped 3.0, that perfect package, the lawnmower 3.0, if you will. It is the new Thanksgiving Day tradition. It is washing and trimming your balls. Now, Matt, the people out there have to know, like, they're getting all this great shit. They must be paying full price for all this stuff, no? Nah, nah. You go. hell you say? You got to throw that code WIZARDS in at checkout. You'll save 20% and you get free shipping. And it's fucking fast. I ordered my foot duster on a Saturday and it was here on a Wednesday. Look at that. Can't go wrong with that. Plus 20% off. On top of that, dude. That's free ship. It was like for the the foot duster and I got the weed whacker for my nose hairs and my ear hairs. Ooh, you got to tell us how that's working out. Right? I got that all with the the 20% code of free shipping. It was like $35. Fucking A, really? Come on, you can't beat that. Prices no, are insane. Can't. It's like Crazy Eddie, right? For all the Jersey people. Crazy Eddie, he took oh he started another business called Manscaped. 
let's let's hope this one ends up a little bit better for for old Edward uh, because he went away for a long time for tax evasion. So ready, Anton. Jesus, that's why you're getting free shipping. That's right. Well, you know what, guys? I just got a I got a Christmas uh, Thanksgiving card here from from my balls because oh, you know I, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff, but my balls are also thankful this Thanksgiving, and they're thankful for Manscaped. They're thankful for the Shining Wizards. Use promo code WIZARDS at checkout. 20% off and free shipping. Oh, gobble, gobble, indeed, right? Gobble, gobble, indeed. Um, Yo, you shave them shit, should be gobbling up your nuts on that's exa- That's the point, Tony. That's the whole thing. There's a whole thing. There's a whole mu- there's a, The wheels are always turning, baby. That's right. All right. Them nuts. Also, all right. Also a good point. You like my turkey? This is the, this is the thing where we say like a little like less is more. We don't actually need a turkey. Now, now if this turkey would like spew up, you know, my balls look like a turkey's neck. They're all kind of like gizzard. <laughs> Instead of wizard, you should use code gizzard and save. No, don't. That'll get you nothing. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. If you have, he knows he's got a stinky asshole and he's got those smelly balls. I know. Then you're going to go over to manscaped.com. You're going to put in that code word wizards. You're going to save 20%, and hopefully, you don't have a stinky asshole and smelly balls. Yeah, that's all right. Good, Good for the holidays. Um, Survivor Series is this weekend. Really? Could've fooled me. If you want to talk about stinky assholes and smelly balls, I mean, it's there. Let's if see. you're watching the WWE product, I guess, uh, I don't know, got more props to you. You, I don't know. You waste your time listening to this podcast. It's much better than watching that bullshit. I don't know what to tell you. Let's see what's going on. Uh, it's they're, they're, do, they're celebrating The Undertaker, um, which is cool, I guess. I don't know. Savio Vega's coming back. The IWA Puerto Rico announced that he will be in attendance, uh, and The Godfather will be in attendance, and Kane will be there. So say farewell, adieu to The Undertaker, I guess. Why? Uh, it's 30 years of The Undertaker, Tony. Why? I don't fucking know, man. I'll tell you what. The Paul Bearer documentary was good that they did, though. I watched that yeah, the I other watched night. That. that was good. That was good stuff. The Mortician? I didn't, haven't watched it yet. It's good. Yeah, it's a good watch. It's a good watch. Uh, they're bringing back Tribute to the Troops, uh, but it's going to be on Fox this year, uh, December 6th at uh, 4.30, which is a Sunday afternoon. So, And know. they're doing it in the, uh, in the, the Terror Dome, aren't they? Yes, the Thunderdome. Terrible usage of the word for tribute to the troops. Ironically enough, the December 6th will be the first day they are no longer to be, uh, no longer allowed to be in the Thunderdome. So, but they are having it in the Thunderdome. Well, it'll be pre-taped. They're out of the Amway Center uh, on December 5th because basketball starts up at the end of December. So what what are they going to do? They're going to have to find another place to set up their Thunderdome. Fuck them. I o- I only pulled this tidbit of information because I thought it would get Tony fired up. In a recent interview, Nikki and Brie Bella said that the door was open for another in-ring run in the WWE. Is that something you can't touch? Is that something you would want to see? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. It's something he would want to look at but not touch. Why not? Is Eva Marie coming back to be their manager again? Why not? Again. Fuck it. Why not? 
They fucking put they fucking put that Moose Naya snacks on every week. Didn't she fucking injure what's her name? Finally, after putting her through like nine tables. The fuck are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know. Bring back the Bellas. Let the Bellas get in there with fucking Nia and Shayna. We'll see how that goes. Even if Br- didn't Brie knock out like Liv Morgan last time she was in the ring? Yeah, but didn't Brie also hurt somebody else too? I don't know. You don't think it would look with all due respect to the their Bellas sucked shit. Okay, they weren't good. They they you listen to a lot of the old timers lately, and they seem to hold Brie with like a like a higher level of respect. Yeah, because you don't have them fake-ass titties, son. Yeah, but she was all Brie mode, and she was in there with Daniel Bryan, and, like, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I could take them or leave them. All right. Kevin, how do you feel? Would you uh, take the Bellas back? Personally? No, not personally. To my, like, like, to my, to my basement right now? To is this another basement? one of your fucking wrestling fever dreams, dude? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what, what, I mean, I don't care. What, what they, could, is it worse than what they have? Is it, is, could it be that? I mean, they've taken back... Worst people. You know who they won't be taking back, Matt? Who? Selena Lena Vega. She's no longer with the company. She got fired. Released. That's fine. Okay. El Twitcho, they say no, no. Well, she actually was released for a breach of contract because she started in OnlyFans. Or fans only. What's it called? Fans only? Only fans. She started an OnlyFans after. An OnlyFans? Yes. It's Is her. It Anderson website? It's her, Ole Anderson, <laughs> and the Shockmaster. You want a piece of me? Um, she started an OnlyFans after they said no more third party uh, gimmicks. So it was a breach of contract. And then I guess. She had known she was getting released before they released the statement, so she put out the tweet. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to 83 Weeks, I don't know shit about unionizing, but Conrad and Eric Bischoff open 83 Weeks today with a very good conversation, and it definitely gives some insight to the business model. And long story short is a union is a great idea, but it's going to fuck up um, – yeah the way that things are done in the WWE in terms of the WWE paying people. And Vince McMahon is a businessman and he won't let that company lose a fucking dime. So if you think there's going to be a lot, you know, if this happens because Andrew Yang is involved, um, he says, if things go the way they're going, it will just be very interesting in the next 12 months because then essentially you'll be, the WWE will be, your, your wrestlers will be on per night It'll be a per, you'll be getting paid per night. Yeah. And they'll probably wind up paying them less because now they got to pay for health benefits and, and all that other nonsense. And plus you don't yeah. just get to join a union for free. You got to pay for that shit yep. too. ask anybody, you know, that's in a fucking union, you know, it's, 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 it's a catch 22 and, and you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, to be honest with you, like, and start like starting a union is the top, like, it's one thing if you're like you're a police or like a, you know iron worker. Like, there's a you have a whole lot of ba- this is uncharted territory for them, and it's gonna be if this is gonna if this is gonna happen, it's gonna be a tough road for them to to benefit more than they might be now. But I understand what I understand why to do it. 
right, Tony? Am I, am I, Does everybody want to join? That or, or is a union better off in? Well, the thing ultimately is, yeah. does everybody want to be in a union? A union ain't worth shit if nobody wants to be in it. Our company's going to be forced to hire people that are in a union. Our company's just going to say, well, fuck it. We're not going to fuck with a union. We're going to hire from other places. Our independent promotion is going to be required to hire from a union. There's a whole lot that goes into it. Our union's going to strong arm promotions say, you know what? You don't, you don't accept the union. You're not hiring us. You do accept the union. You can't hire anybody that's non-union. It's a big fucking nut to crack to try to figure this shit out. Look, everybody's been touting this shit for how long? 45, 50, 60 years? Yeah. And it still hasn't happened. So that's got to tell you something, you know? Look, yeah, I'm but- all for these guys getting coverage, getting a little security, yeah. you know? That- yeah. But, and, and the whole independent contractor thing, you know, you got to fucking get rid of it. It's, it's a bullshit fucking thing. I don't know what the benefit is. I mean, I get what the benefit is, but it's like you have these people, you've got them under lock and key. Are they really independent? That's the big question. I think if you can handle that situation first, you might not even need a union. Right. You might not. Let's see what happens there. So there there are plenty of people that hire people and give them benefits without them being a union. Yeah. There's tons of jobs you don't need to be a union to get get benefits. it's, It's essentially the way of the world. Yeah. For the WWE though, it's the verbiage of the contract with the independent. You're in it, you know. You're not independent yeah. though. You, like they say in the contract, even Eric Bischoff says it. Like, but you're not free. Like when I was a talent at WWE, I didn't want to wear a fucking suit and tie on a plane, but they made me wear a suit and tie on a plane. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Sometimes you weigh, you know, your freedom versus. You know, and look, there's all these the avenues. Of- yeah, there's all these avenues for all these kids, these young kids, like, you know, Zelina Vega or in like an AJ Styles who like, I just, I don't like, if you're a fan of AJ Styles, then you're a wrestling fan. And then he bleeds into the video game community with his Twitch stream. Like, why wouldn't you want to embrace that? Because they don't control it. That's the problem. Like, did you, did you get a chance to listen to the King Kong Bundy uh, episode of Something to Wrestle? Yes. Did you hear when they talked about his deal with, I forget the computer company, but remember, I, I saw them when I was a kid. Remember the, the, the ads for the computer company where they were advertising like it was so easy that King Kong Bundy could use it? He didn't go through the office for that, and he caught a lot of shit for that. Because as long as you're under contract with them, even as an independent contractor, everything you do has got to go through the office. Why do you think it's hard as shit for us to try to get people that, that are independent contractors working for them on the show? Because they told him, unless you're cleared with a particular program, you can't do it. You can't even do fucking autograph signings unless you have permission. You know? It's a very good point. I never even thought about that. So, yeah. So, they've got you, uh, they've got you down uh, everything on lock and key. Now, I get Matt's point. It is free publicity. Especially now, having these guys have these channels or these ladies have these channels. When they're not making any fucking house show money, why wouldn't they allow them to do that? Why? Because... Not necessarily AJ Styles, but you look at somebody like Paige. You go out there and use the name Paige. That's a fucking no-no. That's IP that's owned by WWE. That I I understand. Yeah, but the problem is then, why can't Soraya Knight have a YouTube channel? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Are, are Are they held to a situation where, look, you look at it at social media all the time. Somebody puts out a fucking tweet about something, then they got to retract it. Then they got to apologize for it. Maybe WWE considers, all right, you're under our watch. 
You put something out there. Maybe some people don't like it. Now we got to fucking deal with it because you can't keep your mouth shut. And it could be something innocuous. Doesn't have to be about politics. Doesn't have to be about religion. It could just be something that, you know, maybe they don't want you talking about or maybe something that just catches fire somewhere. And now they got a shitstorm to put out. You know what I'm saying? I get it, but I don't get it. There, it doesn't seem. I mean, morally, there seems to be a right answer, but like through all of it, it it could be m- way more complicated than than maybe. See, I don't want to say this without like, the, like it's. There's a lot more to it than than what you see. Of course, of course. There's the there's the business side of it. There's the money side of it. Look, you're seeing it now. How sh- I think the WWE don't run another fucking house show for a very long time. They just fired Tony Chimmel's gone house show guy. They f- they fired their house show merchandise guy. They let him go after thirty years. Yeah, like they're saving a shitload of money. Yeah, and and look, I don't want anybody to think like, oh, you're being a corporate guy by saying this, but it's Vince McMahon's fucking business. Yeah. No, hundred Tony, I'm with you. None no, of us have I agree. any right to tell fucking Jeff Bezos or fucking uh, fucking Elon Musk or fucking Mark Cuban or any of these other people what to do with their fucking business and their fucking money. These guys, you could say whatever you want, like, well, well, Vince had you know his father who had the company and blah 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 blah. Doesn't fucking matter, dude. It's their fucking business. It's their neck on the line. When that fucking business goes out, all these other people can fucking find a job somewhere else. If Vince's yeah. company ain't making fucking money, he's got shareholders to fucking to to fucking answer to. His company's got to be profitable. His company's not profitable. There's no more company. And I don't want to hear fucking oh Vince McMahon made a fucking a hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars last year. It's his fucking business. It's his ass on the line. AJ yeah. Styles is a great fucking wrestler. AJ Styles didn't put anything personally into the fucking corporate side of the company, did he? Well, well that well that's a, and that goes back to you're hundred percent right, and I agree with that one hundred percent. But then you have to start classifying. You have to start classifying who's employee and who's not. Like you can't just have. Oh, no, that, that's that's completely the other end of the spectrum. And right. I agree with that. I think I think the independent contractor bullshit needs to at least be seriously examined, yeah. and they need to figure something out on that end. But yeah. in terms of like the actual corporate side, yeah, no. it is what it is. That's business. Yeah, you, no one could tell Vince McMahon how to run his business, 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 <laughs> unless unless. It's the in- independent contractor thing. Everything else, boom. Vince McMahon, do what, do what you want. It's that. That's the only thing that is that is different. And I'm pretty sure if 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 they did start a union, I think the only thing they would want is license to use their stuff outside and health coverage. That's it. You're not taking any money out of them. That's a well, fucking shitload of money, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Health coverage costs a lot. Yeah, you're, yeah. For yeah, I pay. Me and my wife pay seven hundred dollars a month. That yeah. fucking raw. There's over a hundred people on that roster. Yeah, but not to mention they're also in a in a more high risk business. Yeah, so, so that's, that's going to be higher. Cost them a shit ton more. You know, and at, and you at and the I, end, but, but to your but to your point though, that's the business Vince McMahon got into. Right, but at the end of the day, like if this, let's say in six months they start a union, a a lot of those guaranteed contracts are gone. A lot of those, yeah, four four three four million dollars a year. Uh, gone. You're on a nightly basis because at the end of the day, it's Vince's bottom line, and he ain't losing a fucking penny. You like it or not, that it's his business. He's not losing money. He's a businessman. But before he did guaranteed contracts, they were still independent contractors, right? 
Yeah, but they weren't giving them health insurance. They owned all their licensing fees. They, you know, so it was it was worse then than it is now. Or yeah, no? I, yeah, because now there's there's actual downside guarantees, and there's a, you know there there's money that they're guaranteed to get. But they had the potential to make more then because house shows are so lucrative and merchandise are so lucrative. I think I think that I think it's still that same way with like a lot of the top guys. I think I think you know with their downside guarantees. Yeah, but there's no one even that in that the the hemisphere of of the Rock and Austin and Triple H. No one even close. And there right. will never be. Yeah. And not only that, you know, look. Nowadays, WrestleMania sells itself. Right. You know, you don't need a Rock or an Austin or a Cena or a Hogan on top. <laughs> Certainly would help. Oh, it would help for sure. But I mean, the, the big thing for the guys now is the more over they are, the more merch they move. You know, right. I mean, you look at the 80s. Hogan was untouchable. Guys were selling merchandise. Sure. But Hogan was the fucking cash cow on that end. You know? And if bonuses were to be made off the house, they always talked about it. You wanted to work the show with Hogan because you know they were going to sell the building out. And if you were one of the under guys who was working on maybe a fucking per night or a per week deal, those those checks for those shows were fucking nice because you got you got more of the house because right. it was more of the house to go around. And I think that kind of changed in the Attitude Era when like everyone was selling stuff. And especially you had guys like the Hart, like the Hardys probably outsold. Like everybody, maybe not Austin and Rock, obviously, because they those. Oh, the Hardy sold for sure, absolutely. Guys, they had to have been, they had to have been two or three for a long time. Yeah. Sure, when when that, when that, people were it. when people were when the business was hot, you know, that yeah. time from yeah. from like ninety one to ninety six probably wasn't the greatest time. Yeah, you know, no, but, definitely not. And they and they said it like McMahon was literally on the cusp of going out of business. Like like now, like how many shirts is like as great as he is, like how many shirts is Cesaro selling? Like nothing, probably. That's a sin too, because he's such a good yeah. fucking wrestler. Well, yeah, that was just an arbitrary name that just happened to come into my no, head. No, but there's but... there's you know, look, well, I'm not watching the WWE. I kind of see bits and pieces pop up on social media, but for the most part, nothing like I think I talked about it like too. Like this survivors, I don't give a fuck about this brand supremacy bullshit. No, no. They're not dream matches. They're not. They're just. It's just whatever. It's like it feels like a fucking throwaway pay per view. Bring me something back that I can sink my teeth into that I want to yeah. be invested in. Yeah, you know look, what? Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns sounds like an intriguing matchup, but no story but, behind it. But exactly, exactly. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. Now is oh God, I, I don't know if I'm asking the right audience here. Is Randy Orton a babyface again or is he still a heel? I think he's a heel. <laughs> yeah, he's a heel. So and so and Roman Reigns is still a heel. Right, but they're doing something on Raw tonight where Drew McIntyre is challenging Randy Orton for the title. So you think they're gonna pull a switcheroo? Maybe. Never. See, that's such bullshit, too, because these guys had a fucking huge match in Hell in a Cell, and now all of a sudden they're just having a regular match on Raw a couple weeks later. It's like, come on. For brand supremacy, almost, Tony. It's, for the, shot, it's for the shot at brand supremacy. It's so just bad. It's so if bad. We don't, if we don't talk about Survivor Series, we'll make our picks, whatever, but later in the week, but if, if we don't talk about it, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it'll probably have... Look, we have been... I don't know. I'd say for the past ten weeks, there's been very little WWE talk on this, on this show. 
and I would, and I, I hate that it is that way because I don't necessarily want to hate WWE. I want no, but I it's not even. It. I don't even know if it's hate for WWE. It's just they're not giving us anything that is appealing. Is that fair to yeah. say? Fair. Like what is like tonight? Retribution oh. is going against the the eight man Raw Survivor Series team. No, that I don't. Sorry, Kevin. I don't think it's fair that you say they're giving us nothing that's appealing. There's been a few storylines that have been very interesting, but by and large, there's so much other nonsense going on that, that it really overshadows the good yeah. stuff that they have out there. It's it's kind of what I said with 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 Impact earlier. It's like, what are you giving me that I need to see? Like, we end this podcast at like nine nine thirty, right? Am I gonna like run upstairs? and put on my TV and put on raw. No, I'm going to put on Monday night football. And I've like, that's what I'm going to do. So, and, and even on SmackDown, when I, I haven't gone, I don't go out of the house. Like I could easily put on Friday night SmackDown and watch what's going on. And sometimes I'll have it on in background noise, but I'm like, all right, what are you giving me? And, and from all accounts, SmackDown has apparently been really good. So I'm not going to, like completely rag on it, but I'm just like, what do you like? What do you get? Like, maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. That could be it too. Let me ask you this. Uh, Kate brought this up on the uh, Facebook chat, and I think I think it may have an interesting play. All right. What do you think about the Miz possibly cashing in tonight? And maybe going on to Survivor Series. That, what do you think about the Miz maybe cashing in at Survivor Series? Well, uh, the reason why I picked the Miz to beat Otis is is twofold. One. Uh, maybe it's only one fold. It's because of Miz and Mrs. And that's back. So why have your WWE champion or whatever the freaking belt they have there on there now, WWE or Universal, whatever it is, have him be your champion and be the face of WWE while his show is on your network. See, I don't I don't know if necessarily I would think that he would cash in tonight, but I could one hundred percent see him cashing in at the end of Survivor series. You know, maybe the big dog puts down Randy Orton or, or Drew McIntyre and fucking just completely buries him. Maybe, maybe fucking Jay and Jimmy come out and they give him the old fucking three on one kibosh. Well, I'll tell you what, this, this, the story would be Orton because then it would be that the Miz cashed in twice on Orton. That, and that would be cool. I could see the end of Survivor Series with the Miz holding up the championship. I think that'd be pretty cool. And then they play back like the two, like, Two times, like when he did it on Raw, and then when he uh, when he does it at Survivor Series. At least, listen, that's a fan's dream, and it makes sense. And then maybe you do, but I, I do. You, do we get McIntyre? Like, see, where do you go then? Like, what do you do? With, then what do you do with Miz for the next four months? Isn't the Fiend in this mix too? Oh yeah, the Fiend. I thought the Fiend was fucking with Retribution. No, I think he's involved in this this McIntyre or in yeah, Miz I think he might nonsense. Be. So, oh God, do they, is this just like a, is this the transitional money in the bank? Is this like this? What if, what if the, what if it gets hopped twice? What if it goes from Otis to Miz to Fiend? Oh. And then Fiend cashes in and went, oh. Hey, you know what, Kevin? If they had a fucking Fiend money in the bank briefcase, they could fucking put that shit on Shop Zone. Didn't they? Didn't they already or no? They put they the title, them. didn't they? Yeah, they had a title. Oh, title, yeah. You want to fucking spend ten thousand dollars on a fucking custom made face fucking thing, whatever that. Oh, the face case. 
Oh, the face case. See, Kev, two hundred fifty bucks a pop, or you can get it customized for like two grand. Or the fe- the fiend case. The fa- oh, the face case. Imagine. Oh, Tony. Can I, can I wait? Let me give you guys an aside real quick. I follow a bunch of the belt groups on Facebook. That's right. And I don't know who the guy was, but somebody popped up, and he's got this big box in his living room. That's and what it she came said. From Amazon. He ordered the undisputed version two belt from Amazon from the WWE shop. Kev, this box, it's long enough. It's wide enough. It's probably about a foot tall. And it has pieces four on the outside of the box. And this motherfucker didn't open it yet because he's at work. And he's like, I can't open it in front of my wife because she'll get mad if I bought another belt. I'll bet you dollars to donuts they ship that motherfucker four championship belts. How fucking sweet would that be? Almost as sweet as Ringside Collectibles sending Matt four edgeheads. <laughs> I love when fucking Amazon and where there's a fuck up like that, but goddamn, four undisputed championship belts. All right, I don't so, know what he paid for it, but goddamn, your return on that is fucking just insane. All right, so are you sure the belt just doesn't require assembly? No, they definitely don't. They definitely don't. Could you imagine the fucking average dummy getting a fucking belt in the mail and pieces? People can't put together a Lego set. You think they can handle in fucking leather and screws and bolts and shit like that? No way. Mm. No. Lego sets, Lego sets might be tougher than bolts and leather. Some, and some fucking dummy in the warehouse just thought that this was the fucking box to send out and probably sent this guy four championship belts. That's a fucking lucky lottery. That's fucking amazing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to digress. I no, it's fine. And then you flip them on oh, the, the money you can make. I'll have to get a follow up on that. He's supposed to be opening up later tonight. I think he's doing a live unboxing, too. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, good. Fun, fun. Yeah. So let's move on from WWE because I don't really give a fuck about Survivor Series. Uh, That's right. AEW announced they're coming out with a bunch of games. A bunch. Well, they got the, the console. Is, yeah. They got the the. I guess there's a game for your phone and then they're doing like a double or nothing casino type game. Ooh, does Brian Cage come beat you up if you win a hand of poker? I don't know. It's a great question. We'll find out when it's released on iOS and uh, Samsung or whatever. Now, Kenny Omega actually uh, DDTs you on a big giant poker chip. Well, there you go. But I think the, uh, I think the biggest takeaway from this is it looks like this AEW game from what they showed uh, is very much in the form of No Mercy and Virtual Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have Ukes involved, and they have um, Hadaiku Iwashita involved. Right. Oh, of course. Uh, and he was uh, he was the game engineer for uh, for the Def Jam series of okay. video games, No Mercy, uh, and Nintendo sixty four. So I'm excited for this. Now, Yuke's is the is the spiritual successor to Aki, no? Yes. No, they were they were the ones that were accused of stealing the Bulick Skylark, um, and then the judge was like, "These two Yukes." Oh Jesus! <laughs> I didn't know where you were going, but that was pretty rough. That's where you can mute them. I could have. These two Yukes, but they didn't have positive traction. But you see, <laughs> that if I would have muted them, then it would have been a gem, and then I would have been pissed off that we missed it. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, uh, speaking of video games, though, Retromania does have a release date finally. It's coming out in February. I think it's the 26th. Do you think people have the attention span to play like a No Mercy? Like kids in 2020? Uh, I don't give a fuck oh, about I would. kids. I would play the fuck out of a No Mercy. Are you kidding me? And not only that, dude, Retromania is in the fucking vein of uh, WrestleFest. How could you go wrong with either game? It's a sequel. 
2021 is going to be a very good year for wrestling video games. Finally. You hope. Uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, how do you guys feel about Shaq? This Shaq thing. I mean, I get it. It's fine. And I thought the, and I actually thought the promo wasn't terrible by, I don't even know her name, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was fine. Too giant, whatever she said about giant Shaq. killer. Yeah, giant. Yeah. No problem with that at all. It, 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 listen, it, it was going to happen. Cody Rhodes is on the big show, TV show. So Whoa. you're going to bring the giant killer. to t- It's synergy, man. Let it ride. Jade, Stop hating on it. Jade Cargill is her name. Uh, I, no, I I had no problem with it. I understand. I just don't want to see Shaquille O'Neal in a wrestling ring ever, ever, ever. And what did, what did you think of Brandy's promo? Brandy's promo oh, was great. Loved it. You don't think it was a little too ghetto? No. She look, you fucking with her man. It's time for the fucking claws to come out. I don't know, man. Like she, I like she doesn't come across that way. I loved it, but it was a little like non-Brandy-ish. You yeah, know? but Tony, do you ever like? I mean, we've all been in a situation where when someone gets mad. You turn it to a level that you don't present every day. So this level that was presented from Brandy, not only did she crush it, she like actually, like, I was like, man, like she could beat this this tall bitch up, like she could. But it's it's weird. Like I started getting some Jerry Springer, like maybe she slept with my man. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't go that way. It was weird. No, I think it was just her being defensive. Of, of her guy. Oh, like I thought Jade was going to be like, I'm carrying your baby or some shit like that, you know? That would have been wild. Yes, but they didn't go that way. No, no, sw- we, we're no fucking- swerves, bro. <laughs> fucking Shaq. Um, Kenny, o- Kenny Omega, John Moxley, December 2nd. He cut a good dickhead promo, uh, Kenny Omega did. Yeah, you like that? So full of himself. How do you feel about this match happening so soon? I guess they're trying to bring people in. And this is on free TV, too, isn't it? It yeah. is. Uh, well, whatever. I think it's I think it's a, like going back to the TNT and the, the Shaq thing. You're going to have basketball starting like, what, two, two, three weeks later. Drive those numbers up, baby. And let's give this match away. Let's do it. Yeah. And I think it factors into I think that that Moxley is going to New Japan to lose that U.S. title. So you're always talking about leveling, leveling up, Matt. You're always one. No, I just, I think, I think, you know, and it, he gets to go and he can quarantine for two weeks in Japan and then he can wrestle for a couple days there and then he's out. He loses the U.S. title to Kenta uh, and that's it for Moxley until the world gets back to normal and you don't have to quarantine for two weeks. Then he could take another two weeks back here and rest up and whatever and then, Maybe he can come back full of piss and vinegar. Maybe he gets into a feud with Lance Archer. Who knows? Yeah, but you don't put the belt back on him. No, no. I think we move away from him. Uh, Pac returned uh, Wednesday night. Thoughts, boys? Anything? Matt, let me ask you this. Yo. Was that what Tony Khan tweeted about? What's that? About he was he was saying that the landscape is going to change or something like yes, that. Yes, he was tr- he was tw- tweeting about. So there's a couple things. He was tweeting about. Pac coming back. Then there's that clip of him telling, asking the fans to stay till the end uh, because something big was happening, and that was Pac's return. You have to factor in that there was a hurricane coming towards Florida, and the weather was shitty, so the attendance was super low for Dynamite Wednesday night, so there weren't a lot of people there to begin with. So he was just talking about Pac. He wasn't talking about the wrestling business. Uh, all right. 
I heard a lot of feedback that it was kind of like Dixie Carter-esque. Like promising big things and then not not delivering. I mean, he was promoting people. He wasn't going to tell you Pac was going to come back, so he didn't have to watch. Yeah, but he, but the, the measure of which, like the hype didn't live up to the, the build of the surprise. And that was something that, again, this is just what I've read. Uh, Dixie Carter has, has, read from has, who, has a history though? of doing that. Just on the on the on the Twitter on the the, the sheets the thing. Yeah, but you but gotta form like, your yeah. own opinion, no? Maybe well, my opinion. Yes, I do, Tony. Please. I don't know why Penta and Phoenix had to have another match. The first match they had was in was in the realm of a number one contenders tournament. Why they needed this match, I don't understand. Because Eddie uh, Kingston is trying to break up the Lucha Brothers. Well, Eddie Kingston's a dick, and he kept fucking giving Tony Schiavone the cold shoulder about answering the question, and I'm glad Tony Schiavone kept pressing him. Yeah, and then he kicked Phoenix out of the ring at the end of the match before Pac came down. Yeah, because he's a fucking dickhead, that's why. They're going to split up the Lucha Brothers. And I don't understand why the Lucha Brothers, like, going into this, like, were so fucking, like, heated, ripping each other's masks. Like, usually that's, like, shit where there's a big blow-off, and this didn't feel like there was a build to a big blow-off. You know what I'm saying? And then Pac comes back, and what's he going to do? Is he going to get the family back together again? Like, what happens now? Is the, is the death triangle back together? And please, to stop with the bullshit like they can't touch because Eddie's not cleared. So they have this fucking stupid 20 referee keep them apart shit at the end? You just brought Pac back. Let him get physical or don't fucking or, or go to black. As soon as Pac walks out and says, I'm done with this shit. You know what I'm saying? It just looked fucking stupid. It looked stupid. We Did it look any stupider than Impact when the referee threw Moose off of Willie Mack at the end of the match? Uh... You did, did you see that, Kevin, from Turning Point? Moose wins. Then he's attacking Willie Mack. He pushes the referee down. And then the referee legit gets up and just pushes Moose off of Willie yeah. Mack. I thought that was a bad luck. Yeah. I get where you're coming from, Tony, but yeah, it that was... wasn't bad. That wasn't good, but I can't. Comp- yeah. I mean, I, I just can't compare it with the AEW thing. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, it, it, they're bad. They're bad for different reasons. Like, you don't want to fucking make a wrestler like that look stupid. It's not a house show. It's not some fucking goofing around shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't fucking, you don't shove a wrestler off, especially somebody that's a fucking big guy like Moose. Well, that was the, that's the point. I was like, this looks bad. But I think this is, I think this is bad from a different angle because it's like you got now two guys that want to fucking go at it and you're not, you're going to hold them back. And then the excuse is, well, Eddie's not clear. You yeah. think Eddie gives a fuck about no, being clear? because he went he went after him. He went after Pac, too, when he knew there were people between them. It's just Eddie being a chicken shit heel. And the, here's the other thing that I'm, that I'm pissed off with about Eddie, right? Yes. So, like, Eddie every week is on Be the Elite, and he's cutting promos on inanimate objects to fucking make the boys laugh. And then you have him the next week when he fucking loses to Moxley and he can't fucking hide his tears. It's like, come on, dude. Are you serious on this show or are you a fucking goofball on this show? You know what I'm saying? I mean, do you take the Eddie Kingston character from being the elite more serious than you do the one that's on Dynamite? You know what being the elite is. It's satire. 
I understand, but you don't really fucking see you don't really fucking see Adam Page doing satire on being the elite. Everything that he's done has always been fucking something serious to build his character. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that's the way Adam yeah. Page wants to go with his character, though. It wor- it works for some people. Frankie Kazarian doesn't come out on dark and call everyone a fucking mark and yell "do you" at everybody. He's a fucking dickhead. He's hysterical. He's not yelling about anger management while he's in a feud with H2H or whatever the fuck they're called. Jerry Lynn, God love him, but my God. He's like, oh, you need anger, man. It works. Being the elite helps elevate certain characters, and other characters are just that. They're characters on being the elite. doesn't all have to translate over to Dynamite. And they gave us a commercial break during the main event. They also gave us a commercial break during the women's match. All right, what did you think of this women's match with uh, with Red Velvet and Ty Conti? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I like Ty Conti's judo throws. Yeah, no, there was a lot of cool shit, but there was also a whole lot of telegraphing there. A whole lot of like, okay, I'm ready for you. Seriously, like, don't be afraid, man. I think I think a lot of these a lot of these wrestlers, and I saw it with Sonny Kiss a lot too, man. There's like hesitation. You can't fucking be at that level and be hesitating every time something's coming at you. And the fucking finish, right? So Red Velvet comes off and she throws that kick and fucking smack. And then all of a sudden it like it didn't connect. Well, what the fuck did she hit that made that noise? I don't know. What the fuck was that, dude? What was that? And of course, JR with the fucking Peace the resistance as Ty Conti's got the pin and she rolls over and her hiney's in the air and he goes, good shot. Look, I know he likes fucking putting fucking pictures of his eggplant on fucking Instagram when he's getting his feet taken care of. But Jesus Christ, dude, can we reel it back just a little bit? I'm starting to think that he was more perverted than fucking Jerry Lawler during those fucking Attitude Era segments. Maybe I'm wrong or maybe JR just don't give a fuck anymore. But come on, dude. Look, Ty Conti, I love the gear. She looks like a badass fucking wrestler and she's attractive and she's got the fucking, as he said, quote unquote, Brazilian legs. I, I get that. But Jesus Christ, dude, have a little bit of fucking decorum. <laughs> Come on. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I actually think it's hysterical, though, when he does it, because he's literally just a creepy old man. He he's just give a, a fuck anymore, dude. No, well, he's a creepy old man from Oklahoma around all these sexy ladies. Moving <laughs> like my hog on Instagram. <laughs> Jesus. And it's, it's fucking there for the world. Look, my man's packing. Either that or he's just got some good angle on that camera. But my goodness, he got a fucking Oklahoma roll in them fucking drawers of his. Why don't you come over here and tie up my Conti for me? I might have to go over there with barbecue sauce and give fucking JR a little boomer sooner action. Give me that mush give me that give me that mosquito on my Conti. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh your girl, they're they're doing a rematch for the NWA women's championship just Wednesday. Uh, with Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is also and on dark. And the AEW Women's Championship is an afterthought. Oh, by the way, during the Ty Conti match, we got the fucking trifecta. We got the, we got the fucking the awful, the awful maneuvering. We got the fucking commercial break when they actually went to full screen commercials. On top of that, uh, you mean pitcher and pitcher into a full commercial? Yes, and <laughs> we got the heels discussion that everybody fucking loves. So there mm-hmm. you go. It's not a, it's not an AEW women's match if you don't mention heels picture in picture into a full commercial and bed wrestling. 
and fucking Ty Conti shit locker. So there you go. I mean, Time. it's not the worst shit locker they have on the show. No, so. it definitely not. However, nice shot. Come on, dude. Right, was right. he talking about her picture or her fucking her Heine or what was in his pants? I don't he, was ta- he was talking about picture in picture. Jesus Christ. Uh, Young Bucks top flight this week. Uh, inner Circle in Vegas. Cody and Darby against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Uh, that match uh, has potential. I'm, I'm liking that match. Orange Cassidy against Kip Saban. Oh, Kip Sabian gets fucking smacked, and he just fucking, uh, not Kip Sabian, Orange Cassidy. And he's like, okay, and he just fucking makes him walk away. And even Trent was like, yeah, we fucking hit you when we're leaving? It's like, come on, dude. Brawl that shit. I want to see Orange Cassidy versus Penelope Ford. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see him fucking beat his ass. Uh, on the, uh, I don't on, like the fucking intergender shit, but I want to see her beat his fucking ass. Uh, on NXT, Leon Ruff uh, upset Johnny Gargano to win the NXT North American Championship. Another fucking wonderful thing that happened in wrestling this week. You are not a fan of the upset. Really? This is an upset? Yeah, we get it's it. Johnny Gargano, he's fucking Mr. Bad Luck. We get it. I don't I don't understand the, the vitriol here, Tony. Your 205 champion weighs more than your North American champion. Were you pissing and moaning when the one through three kid upset Razor Ramon? He wasn't winning a championship from him. There's a story here, though. Damian Priest was involved, the former NXT North American champion. Leon Ruff is not going to become the longest reigning North American champion. Says you. He had a, he got his week to shine, and in another week or two, he's going to lose the fucking title back to Johnny Gargano or some other heel. It's going to be Johnny Gargano. It's sure. Johnny. So there's a story there. He gives Leon Ruff the shine. What's the problem? Bruh. They fucking raise his hands and the belt falls, dude. It's that's the idea, Tony. Leon Ruff, a super underdog. Whatever. Whatever. Tony's in the Tony's in the whatever mode. I liked it better when he was called Santino Morella. Cause that shit made sense. This shit. No, sir, don't like it. All right, well, your your Wednesday night's going to be packed now because the MLW restart happens Wednesday night. Thank God. I wish the only thing I don't like about this is that my boy Hammerstone is not getting this title match. It's fucking going to our favorite promo on the planet, Davey Boy Smith Jr. God damn. Somebody's got to teach the boy how to cut a promo. Yeah, his promo's not very good. I don't know what it is about the boys from Calgary, but promos are not their strong suit. Good Lord almighty. And you get Myron Reed, Brian Pillman Jr. All right. That's a story they've been telling over the fucking over the over the quarantine. So that makes sense. And I think this I think this Davy Boy Smith Jr. Fatu thing is just a one off. I don't think because Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think is done with MLW. And I think I think um, I think Brian Pillman Jr. might be done with them as well. No. I think that's what was going on. The only one they're not sure about is Mance Warner because he's got a little. Uh, they don't want to let him go from his contract. Old Mancer. Little, little, uh, little interesting storyline there. Uh, Ring of Honor is going to make an announcement uh, this week about Final Battle. Uh, all the TV that they've been taping is leading up the Final Battle. Obviously, there won't be any fans there. Uh, Stardom announced this morning that they'll be running their tenth anniversary show at Budokan Hall in March. There you go. Look at that. So, uh, um, Julia defeated Konami to retain the Wonder of Stardom title. 
Uh, Suri defeated Bia Priestley to win the SWA women's title. Uh, and this all happened last night at their show. And then last, but certainly not least, before we run through some quick games, New Japan Pro Wrestling started the best of the Super Juniors in the World Tag League. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Gato Move. What's Gato Move? Choco Pro, baby! I don't know nothing about no Choco Pro. I had an awesome afternoon. I went to the quick check over here by me. I had my New Japan jacket on. Jay behind the counter. Saw it. Fucking super marked out about it. He's he's got, I got my Macho Man shirt over there. I got my Naito hat at home. We had a little talk. I told him I'm going to go home, watch the super super best of the Super Juniors in the World Tag League. I told him to check out the podcast. I told him Shining Wizards. He said, like the move. I said, like the move. So hopefully Jay from the Quick Check tunes in tonight. He listens. Shout out to Jay. Good talk at the Quick Check today. Uh, super excited wrestling fan. So I was happy to... Uh, to do some wrestling talk with Jay. Now, be warned. I am a night behind. Okay, I only watched night one of the best of the Super Juniors in the World Tag League. I did not see night two from this morning. So I don't know what the results are. I do know that Jeff Cobb has joined Will Ospreay's faction. That's a shame. It is a shame. He is now in the Empire with the great... Uh, um, What's the Great Muda. Hey, do they come out to Queensryche? No, Great Ocon, and they don't come out to Queensryche. Well, who would come out to Queensryche? Empire. They, they probably J- don't own the rights to Empire. Jay White from the Quick Check. Now, you're the first one that bitched and moaned when some dude was trying to talk to you when you were out to dinner with your wife, but then this guy at the fucking Quick Check, he's like your best buddy. Completely different. First of all, the guy at the Quick Check didn't tell me that my Adam Page shirt sucked. <laughs> okay, this dude was... <laughs> Genuinely excited to see someone. He was like, I don't see the New Japan shirts anywhere. Exactly. And if Jay White from the Quick Check right tells here, you. Jay. Right here, Jay, if you're watching, 100% voltage. That's a New Japan shirt. Plus, yeah. you, never, plus you never know. The guy's, the guy's selling Matt stuff. Who knows if Matt may get hooked up every now and then from the future. I go to, self, I go to self-checkout. Oh. Oh, that's all I have at the Quick Check now, self-checkout. That's right. But he stands right, in the little thing behind it so he can watch the screen to make sure no one's clipping shit. Jay White the Creeper. He's not I a creeper. What else you got? Oh, that's, all right. Don't disrespect Jay, man. This might be the first time he's tuning in. Let him listen a couple shows before we start throwing, you know, making jokes about him. I just love it that his name is Jay and, he, and you were wearing New Japan stuff and it's ideal that it could have been Jay White. It was not. It was definitely not. Jay White doesn't. Well, Jay White would never work at a quick check. Kevin, what's wrong with you? Why? The Ultimate Warrior worked for PSE and G. That's First of it. all, I was a dumb little kid and I wouldn't find Jay White is too good. No, Jay White <laughs> is too good Kevin. for <laughs> Jay White owns all the quick checks. He don't work at no fucking quick check, you piece of shit. Fuck Jay that. White. He works at the deli counter because he takes out his switchblade to cut the sandwich in half for you. No, That's Jay right. White would not use his switchblade to cut anyone's sandwich. No, because he cuts the meat. He gets the fucking salami. He, he doesn't want to be anywhere near you people. Fuck off. You're That's gross. why he's got the glass partition. That's no. why I had the self-checkouts. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be trusted around the customers. Uh, here's some World Tag League at best of the Super Junior results. I'm just going to blow through them really fast. Uh, Ishii me. and Toriyano beat Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. All right. Uh, Master Wado beat uh, Yumi Yuri, who is no subst- he's substituting for Kanemura, who's hurt. So this young lion will probably lose every match. Of course he will. Uh, the great O'Connor, Jeff Cobb, annihilated 
Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, mm. Hanare. Aww. Annihilated Tanahashi. He's fucking washed up. Take him out back behind the shed. Put a bullet in his head. He's done. Get him out of here. Uh, Robbie Eagles return. He beat Doki. <laughs> uh, tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. beat Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Hashi Hashi. Show beat Bushi. There you go. Uh, fucking oh, and Jay from the Quick Check loves Evil. Evil and fucking Yujiro beat uh, Sonata and Shingo. Of course, Dick To Go was in tow. That fucking asshole. Uh, Taguchi beat El Desperado. Uh, Finn Juice beat the Gorillas of Destiny. Ooh. And in your main event, Hiromu beat Taji Ishimori in an excellent match. So right now your tag league standings. Mm. Ju- the Finn Juice, Evelyn Yujiro, Taichi Zack Sabre Jr., Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb, and Ishii and Yano all have two points. Whoever wins the World Tag League faces... Uh, tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. for the titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, they're going to have the belts right. go through Wrestle Kingdom? Fuck those guys. Fuck you. Tai Chi's voice is like an angel. Uh, the best of Super Juniors, Hiromu, Taguchi, Sho, Robbie Eagles, and Master Wado all have two points. And obviously the winner of the best of the Super Juniors is going to challenge Ishimori at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So Hiromu beating Ishimori. So, so this is... Yes. See, this is what I kind of love about about New Japan, where we talked to Taraki Romero about like the, you know storylines playing a bigger thing, and then all of a sudden now you have World Tag League and 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 Super Juniors all leading up to to Wrestle Kingdom. That's good stuff, man. Like, yeah, no. I'm, probably, I'm probably not going to watch anything until Wrestle Kingdom. Full disclosure: if I happen to catch it, I will. But that's just like that kind of st- that that makes me happy because that's like that to me. That's New Japan. Yeah, and that'll that uh the it'll all culminate December 11th. And then we'll get a couple road to the Wrestle Kingdom matches uh, where they highlight the big matches, and then we'll get Wrestle Kingdom. So the end of the year is fast upon us, kids. Matt, do we have an update on my dear good friend Gabriel Kidd? No. Gabriel Kidd was not on. There won't be any uh, throwaway matches on these shows. <laughs> but he's, he's, wait, he's not in the main event? Uh, Gabriel Kidd is not in the main event, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, my brutal. deepest apologies, sir. How many points? He has no points in anything? None. He's throwing up donuts across the board. Ah, damn it. He might need, he might need some representation, Gabriel Kidd. You reach out to him on the Twitter machine, see if he'll have you. All right. I got his handle on speed dial. All right. You got a t- uh, list for us this week, Kevin? Oh, this should be easy. So this is perfect for, for the time of the night we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a list that we've probably talked about a million times. Uh, but I felt for some reason today, like it just it hit me and I wanted to do it. These are the top five matches in WrestleMania history that have outshined the main event, a.k.a. world title match. If there were two world title matches, none of these matches are world title matches or WWE title matches. They have outshined the main event. Take that, take that term for what you will. These are non-title matches, non-world title matches that have outshined the main event. Guys, I feel like all five of these will be easy. There probably could be a million. And uh, I feel like Tony wants to go first, and I guarantee you I know what he's going to guess. And it's going to be not on the list. And this is borderline <laughs> from memory. So so it, there's, there's probably going to be a lot that could be on it. But, Tony, I, I know where you're going, so just go right to it. 
You don't know where I'm going because I'm going to say uh, Sean and Razor ladder match WrestleMania 10. Tony, not only did he prove me wrong, he proved me all the way wrong and got number one. I now. know you better than you know yourself there, KJG. This is so ridiculous how this match gets talked about way more of, about anything other than WrestleMania 10, than the, especially the main event of Earthquake and Atom Bomb. You wish that was the main event. Uh, Matt, you got something for yes, me. Yes, I do. Uh, the Rock against Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, as ATG put it in the Facebook chat. Matt, you're right there behind uh, T-Donk. Uh, we'll call you Nurse Bo, and you are uh, number two. Hogan versus Rock went on right before Triple H versus Jericho. Totally outshined that. Could be a toss-up for the number one, but I think Tony had it. 100% right. Shawn Michaels, Razor Moan is clearly number one, but Hogan and Rock, number two. T-Donk, you got something for me. Or if anyone, if you don't, then Matt can come in. Because because you said what you said, I had another one in mind. I don't know if you included that on the list. So I'm going to go Brett Owen, WrestleMania 10. All right. See, I feared that's where you would go. I'll tell you okay, what. But then it's the other one I didn't think of. Oh, no, it's the one that I was just thinking of that. That's the, oh, it was between those two. OK, that's neither fair. one of neither. What's the other one? Go for it. Because I think it was uh, Savage Steamboat. Wrestling yeah, through. that's where I thought you were going to go. Number one. And that's, no, definitely not. I know you better than that. That I, didn't make I the list. Maybe I thought maybe you would give Brett Owen some love, too. But I would have if it wasn't on the same card as that's yeah that was my thought process yeah and, and tony you're brilliant that's why you're that's why you're, you're a steamboat no pun intended. <laughs> uh yeah but i mean as great as ricky and and savage was it, i don't think it outshone andre and uh and hogan so no uh, some people would argue against that but okay that's a that's a fair assessment that, but that's the only reason why it didn't make the list matt what you got can uh, Undertaker HBK? No, and there's a lot of these matches that, that are good, and I and no, it just didn't make the list, so I couldn't tell you what was the main event of that show, Matt. If you have it pulled up, because I they just didn't make the list, so I didn't bother looking up the main event. What was that? Twenty five, twenty five, and twenty six. No. Well, they did the four. So none of those matches, the Triple H, Undertaker, Triple H, Sean, none of the four are on the list. All right. So Undertaker, Michaels from uh, 25, the main event was Cena. Or no, I'm sorry. It was Triple H, Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. That was a great match, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, Cena, Big Show, and Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship. It's a a better marquee match, but... The list is the the list. You're not removing anyone from the list that I have for that. And then 26. I want to say the main event was Cena Batista. Am I wrong? Well, again, the HBK Shawn Michaels match went on last at 26. So I had a great match. Was the really like the, it was like the doink versus doink. HBK versus Shawn Michaels. Kev, I got another answer. What's that? WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. Didn't think about it, T Donk, but that could be what. There. I'm telling you, it's such a tough like list. I know this could be a tough list, and 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 Bret Hart this did... easy. This has been anything but, sir. It's it's easy because the matches on there are are easy, but the ones that are left off could be on there. So, like you guys got two right out right out the gate. 
And I think. Let's keep going. All right, let's get to this here. Uh, Warrior Savage at WrestleMania Seven. Yeah, maybe this maybe this isn't that easy. Good pull, my friend. Good. No, pull. not not on the list. All right. TLC, Hardy's Edge and Christian Dudley's. All right, so you got it right, but it was a ladder match. It wasn't TLC. Oh, whatever, ladder match. So yes, that that is on there because that was WrestleMania 2000, and that was the main event of Triple H, uh, Mick Foley, Big Show, and The Rock. So yes, that is number four. But, but it was, but the TLC was also WrestleMania 17. I went with the first one. Okay, the, all right, that's the ladders. That's a, yeah, that's the TL, that was TLC two at WrestleMania. T, yes. the, the ladder because the TLC was at SummerSlam. Yes, you're right. Okay, cool. Uh, can I get Angle Shawn Michaels at 21? You cannot. Let's move on. How about how about Michaels Ric Flair at 24? T Donk coming in hot with number three. So much story behind that, and that clearly outshadows whatever you want to consider the main event: Triple H, Orton, Cena, or Taker versus Edge. So yes, that is number three. So you have to, you're missing one, guys. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple H from 30. No. Good match. Good story. Not enough to... to, to but that was... For, what, oh, that, that, wasn't that, that wasn't a belt match? That wasn't when he won? That was the match to get him into the match. Oh, no. Yeah, no chance. No. So you're saying no title matches are on there at all? Well, no. They, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the list. They outshadowed the, the top Because you could match. argue Diesel and Shawn Michaels at 11 was better than Bam Bam Bigelow... LT. I mean, it wasn't. It, that was a shitty main event, but yeah, but yeah, it could have been, but it's not good enough to make the list of all time matches to outshadow the main event. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at it, if you look at that in a vacuum, yeah, it was better, but it's not better all time. So we're missing one. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying the matches are the best. I'm not saying the matches are the best. I'm just saying that they're that they're out. They outshined whatever was, you know, the world title, WWE title matches. And you guys did a great job so far. So you're missing one. Is the Undertaker in this match? I mean, Tony, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that, Tony. All right, I'm going to go with the third match between Triple H and The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. It's, yeah, but I said all four of those matches weren't weren't included. All four of those matches? Like the back-to-back, not, no match between Taker and Triple H, no match between Taker and HBK, oh. which might be criminal at some point, but I think that, I think that this is – I think it works. Uh, Taker Brock. Matty Boy nailed it. Got it. The feeding of the streak it wow. is it actually could be a little bit higher than it is. I have it at I have it at number uh, number five. So, so there you go. So number five is Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Number four, Dudley's Hardy's Edge and Christian Triple Threat Ladder Match. Number three, Shawn Michaels Ric Flair Ric Flair Swan Song. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. Shawn Michaels uh, Hulk Hogan Rock WrestleMania 18, and of course Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon. Ladder match. There it is. Five matches that outshine the world title matches, aka the main events. There you go. Correct. Ding. Not too shabby. Tony, anything on your end, buddy? Uh. Oh, you do have something. I was expecting this to be punted till next week. 
Well, if you guys want, considering it's already pushing late, I we can. I have, I have three questions. Two of them have quite a few answers. So if you want, we could try a back and forth. Unless you guys want to go for two out of three, it's up to you. Whatever you guys want to do. I'll leave that to Matt. Uh, I got time. So what do you want to do? Tony, how are you looking over there? Are you good? I could do two out of three if you guys don't spend three hours looking up answers, you know, thinking about answers. I'm looking up. Let's rock and roll. Let's do two out of three. Let me get my trusty pen. I don't have a pen, son of a bitch. I got a few one I'm going to save for the main event in case we go to the case we need a tiebreaker. Let's do it, baby. Um, Okay, I'll save that one for the main event. I'm going to go with Kevin to start for this one. Nice. You know, Kevin gets to be a little bitch when he goes, how come that gets... No, no, that's fine. I'll do whatever. I just have to wait for the notes for some reason has to reestablish itself. So I will go on notes on the computer. Here we go. It's okay. Kevin. Yo. Two questions here. At least I think I have two questions. Let me see. Yeah. Question number one. The category is eliminated. That has 14 possible answers. Ooh, that's Other intriguing. question is Last Havoc. That has 18 answers. What is it? Last Havoc? Last Havoc. So you have Eliminated with 14 possible answers or Last Havoc with 18 possible answers. Uh, eliminated is tough because that could either be Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber or it could be anything in between. Havoc could only mean... Halloween Havoc, or maybe it could be something else. I'll go with Eliminated, T-Donk. Eliminated. Kevin, in the history of the Elimination Chamber match, that's not what I was hoping. (laughs) 14 wrestlers have participated in at least four of the Elimination Chamber matches. 14 of them. Kevin, how many can you name and this is not restricted to the elimination chamber pay-per-view this is across all elimination chambers in the history of the elimination chamber match okay so all right so it's, it's but we're not talking like other brands like nxt didn't do, okay i got you i got you um four or more entries they've participated in at least four elimination chamber matches 14 of them. I can go four. Matt, Kevin says four. The question to you is, can you beat that? I can say five. I'll shoot with six. Back to Matt. Kevin says he can do six. I can do seven. Kevin, Matt says he can do half of them. Great. This is a great question. Um, Tough one. I'll go. I'll go eight. Matt, Kevin says he can do eight. I can do nine. Kevin, he says nine. You're going double digit skis. I'll do, I'll do 10. I can do 12. 
Whoa! Up in the ante, Kevin. Matt says he can do 12. Question to you, my friend, is can you beat that? I don't, I'm just literally typing out names, so we'll see. Just give me a couple seconds. It's on to Kevin. Matt says he can do 12. Do I want to gamble with lucky? Do I want to gamble with lucky 13? Or do you want to just shoot the moon and go for four? He seems very confident, but he could be bluffing. He could be bluffing, but he no, but, could be very confident. Um, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say 14. Kevin is going to try to run the table. Kevin, 14. I'll say the bitch that was <laughs> I'm definitely living this. Participants in the Elimination Chamber match have appeared at a minimum four times. I'm definitely losing this. Um, I'll start. No, I'll start. I'll start with, with the obvious. I'll start with Triple H. Triple H has appeared in six elimination chambers. Chris Jericho's got to be there. Chris Jericho has the record. He has appeared in eight elimination chambers. Kane? Kane has appeared in five elimination chambers. That's three. Randy Orton. Randy Orton has appeared in seven elimination chambers. That's four. Batista. No, sorry. Batista is not one of the answers, Kevin. All right, so I wouldn't have gotten it anyway. So Matt takes the first point. Matt, who do you have? Uh, I have Cena. Cena has seven. He's on my list. Orton. Orton was already answered. Yep, he said Taker. No, Taker's not on the list. Yeah, there's no way. So Taker's on the list or no? No, he's not. There's no way he's on the list. He's not on the list. Oh, really? Yep. Want me to go through the rest? I uh, can we guess? Because I, I think I have some more. Go ahead. Uh, Booker T. No, not on the list. Chris uh, Benoit. No, not on the list. Kofi. Rey Mysterio. Kofi Kingston, five. Ah, Kofi. No uh, Rey Mysterio. Edge. Edge is on the list with four. Now we're getting into the guys that have only appeared four times. Uh, Punk. HBK. CM Punk was on there. HBK, uh, yes, four times. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, uh, yes. Nicole. We're missing four. We have ten. I have three on my list. Who do you got? Christian. Christian, no. The Miz. The Miz, yes. Sheamus. Ooh. Seamus, yes. And I have the big show. The big show, yes. I don't know if you'll get this last one. Our truth? You got it. Holy shit. He wasn't on my list. When Matt said the Miz, it made me think of our truth. Yeah, I had fourteen. I had twelve then, because I was wrong on the taker. I had a lot less than that. Because I totally forgot about everyone past uh you know John Cena. I didn't think of Seamus, I didn't think of Daniel Bryan, didn't think of any. I had uh, Mark Henry. I had. Uh, it's possible that they could have been on there, but I had to cut my list off at some point because yeah. I already had 14 names on it. And I didn't want to get confused, but yeah, I had RVD, which I don't think was. Those were those were the minimums. Yeah. Minimum four guys, you know. So, Matt, you are in the lead, one point to zero, and your question: the topic is last havoc. 
And I say last havoc because in the history of Halloween Havoc from 1989 to 2000, 18 wrestlers have appeared in the final match. And I say final match because I don't want to get anybody confused with saying that match wasn't the main event. So whatever match closed the show, 18 men have appeared in said final matches in the history of the show from 1989 to 2000 under the WCW NWA banner. So Matt, there's 18 possible answers. How many can you name? Give me one second here. Sure. Take your time. Uh, I'm going to say, let me see here. That was not the main event. Final match one, of the two, show. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can say nine. Kevin, he's going halfway up the list. What do you got? They go for it. Oh! No, because not, not because I don't think he can do it. It's because, I mean, I probably could, but I don't have the energy. So go for it. All right, so. Matt, eight, 18 possible answers. You said you can give me nine of them whenever you're ready. I was trying to pull up the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music, but it wouldn't play. You want music? I got, I got, I got the who, who, who Wants to Be. Uh, I should have it. Oh, here we go. Nice. There you go. All right, Vader. Yeah. Vader has main evented one. Cactus Halloween Jack. Half. Cactus Jack has main evented. Sting. Sting has four main events under his belt. That's three. Uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair has two. That's four. Lex Luger. Lex Luger has one. Sorry, I had to find him. That's yeah, five. I didn't like that there. Uh, Goldberg. Goldberg has three. That's six. DDP. <laughs> he has one. That's seven. Hogan. Hogan has four. That's eight. All uh, right. I wrote Ric Flair twice, so that's wrong. Savage. Randy Savage has one. You have done it. You've named nine of the 18. Yeah. <laughs> That was way. That was way easier. I just didn't have the effort to type like out shit. All right. Well, you guys are missing nine. You want to run through them? Sid. Uh, yeah. Sid is on there. He main evented one. Booker uh, T. Booker T. Not on the list. Scott Steiner. Uh, no. Scott Steiner not on the list. Ron Simmons. Jeff, Ron Simmons is on the list. One one appearance. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett not on the list. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes not on the list. Way off. Uh, Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Smith not on the Jake list. Jake the Snake. Jake Roberts on Cole the Miner. list. That's right. Coal Miner glove match. Um, um, some of these might be a hard pull. There's got to be one that's like, like it's not a main event, but it just happened to go on last. Oh, these are all main events at anywhere in the country, Kev. Oh, okay. Warrior? No, that Warrior, was ninety. No. That was DDP and Goldberg when it went on. No, you s- well, yeah, that went on last. Um, Piper. Did we say the giant? Did, did we say the giant? No, we didn't, and he's on the list. So is Piper, right? Ninety-seven. Piper's also on the list. Kevin Green. <laughs> Kevin Green is not on the list. These these last four are a tough pull. Art Anderson. Nope. Larry Zabiskano. Uh, Ready. Oh. Ready? 
Halloween Havoc 2000, Chronic. Yep, Brian Adams, Brian Clark. Against Goldberg. Yep, that was your main event. Who are the other two? You're missing them. They're from the first main, the first main event. Muda and Ric Flair. No, nope. Ric Flair was Terry already Funk? there. Well, you had Ric Flair. Muda's there, yeah. Oh, Terry Funk, right? Funk, yes. Muda and other. Funk. What was yeah, it? Yeah. Rick and Funk against Sting and Muda, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, the oddest one was Goldberg versus Chronic. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking there. Chronic had Swerve, a great career. bro. Hogan and Sting had the most appearances in the main events. So they, had, they had four each. Makes sense. And yet, they did not face each other in the main event. Nope. For thought. Hogan had, Hogan had the longest streak. He had four in a row. He had Ric Flair in 94, the Giant in 95, Savage in 96, and Piper in 97. That was a cage match, I think, 97. Yep. And nobody knew it wasn't for the title until it wasn't for the title. Two to none. Matt runs away with this one. Yeah. Woo-hoo. That's fine. I'm, I'm not good at last one standing. Uh, I highly recommend He's not good at it. I I'm highly okay recommend that, the uh, the Andre the Giant book if you're looking for a read. It's hey, I heard you, uh, I heard you plug. I saw you plugging it on the Discord actually. It's an awesome read, and it really like does a great job of of capturing his his life and his career, and you know like why he hated the Macho Man Randy Savage, which is just fascinating. It makes so much sense when you think about it. Because he hurt Elizabeth. No, Macho was. Uh, baby oil guy and Andre because of his size and where he had to stay and how hard it was for him to clean himself. Didn't want to wrestle him when he was covered in baby oil. Huh. I don't like baby oil. And Savage and he never would, he never outright would tell Savage that. So he would just say no baby oil. And Savage was like, fuck him. And then they get the ring. And that's when he would like step on his hair and fucking fart on him and stuff. The real reason was because Andre the Giant eats babies and the smell of baby oil Gets them just got him, got him all hungry. There you go. I'm now reading Death of the Territories, which is an excellent book. I think I read that one. I'm not sure. I think I read that one. I've still got to work on Dr. D's book. I've had the damn thing for a year. Haven't even cracked it open yet. Anyway. Dr. D, like, then not Dr. Schultz. Death, Dr. D. David Schulte? Yeah, Dr. D's nuts. There you go. All right. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Nine-year anniversary next week. Surprise guest galores. Um, It'll be the perfect way to get you ready for your holiday week. We're going to go from our nine-year anniversary show into Dynamite before Thanksgiving into Thanksgiving. Pro Wrestling Tees Black Friday sale uh, is going to start on the 24th. Up to 40% off. No code Ooh. needed. It's the biggest sale of the year. You can get your Shining Wizard merch. That starts November 24th. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. If you're looking to support the show, uh, follow us on all forms of social media at Wizards Podcast. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another humdinger of an episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast where we may or may not spend the first 20 minutes talking about itchy buttholes again. You never know. Hope That's not. True. Hope it's all resolved by then. I hope so for your sake, too. There it is. It actually hasn't been bothering me tonight, so we're so far so good. Oh, look at that. Very good. And, uh, yeah. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Wear a fucking mask, you dildos.
Please. Fucking dildos. Fucking morons. Say goodnight, Gracie. I hate you so much. Fucking love me. Stop your shit. I don't know why you have to steal shit from their fucking shitty show. You want me to steal Choppy's fucking feet? No, I just don't want. We should. They should get no love from us. All right. Say goodnight, man. No, I will say no such thing. Now you got me all fired up and full of piss and vinegar. Kevin, I hope this evening finds you well, my friend. Oh, uh, good evening. I am ready for bed, so let's ride. Good evening. You and me both, sir. I am not. I am going to uh, drink some more of this Jack and Apple. I'm going to keep an eye on my my eBay stuff. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be back next week. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good evening. Good night. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Oh, go fuck your hand. Go fuck your hand, you dildo. You fucking dildo.